Jiggy Diggins. Diggy Jiggins. No relation. <laughs> Cliff Pendershot. Roger Kleinerman. Seth Skinoble. Christopher Jumble. <laughs> Come on. Already? You're ruining my set. <laughs> Don't right. even let me get the, pr- the fucking setup off. All right, let's go. Let's get it. I thought about donating to a sperm bank for some extra cash, and then just got kind of like that alone. Pause. I just like never had a friend like try a bit like that on me before, and I like couldn't control myself. I want that clip so bad. I want that clip of you telling the sperm bank jokes. <laughs> Hello, my fellow Martians. Today on Mars, we got a different kind of episode. So it is 2024, and we've had a lot of guests in 2023, and I'm thankful for everyone that has come on. But in 2024, we're going to do things a little different here. Uh, I want to start doing a special episode. If you saw the Christmas special, something like that, where, you know, we just hang out a little bit and, uh, you know, we just shoot the shit. So with me today... I wanted to bring a special guest on to start this series off. He might be a recurring guest on these episodes, but today I have one of my first friends, one of my best friends. You may recognize him from episode two. You may recognize him from the first On Mars pod live at the AZ Culture Cup. Everybody, welcome. Marcus Reardon, thank you so much for being here today. Thank you so much for having me. Let's go ahead and cheers this unbelievable beverage we've got going on. Thank you for having me again. Today, we are sipping on something inspired by the boy, Aubrey Graham, Drake. Yep. Shout out to Drake. We've got his book right here. It never leaves this desk right here. There's a lot of good life advice in this particular book, and I think we're going to get into it just a little bit later. Thank you, Marcus. You're welcome. So Aubrey Graham, that goes by Drake, he was on an episode of a podcast recently over the last year, and he had this drink. It is passion fruit juice and tequila. And let me tell you, this right here is potent. This is good stuff right <laughs> here. Very good. Shout out to Terramana Tequila. Shout out to The Rock. Um, at this point, I feel very close to The Rock with the amount of Terramana Tequila I've drank in my time. So Shout out The Rock. Shout out Drake. So going into Marcus a little bit, if you didn't catch episode two, if you didn't catch the AZ Culture Cup, Marcus is a multifaceted dude. So he is the front man in Phoenix rock band, This Modern. So if you haven't checked them out, go listen to them on Apple Music, on Spotify, anywhere you listen to music. And he's also a representative for the company Sauce out here, killing the game. They are a cannabis concentrate company. Uh, so they're doing a lot of big things out here from California. So trying to shit is hard as fuck sometimes, but trying, trying my very best. No, you're killing it, dude. You've been there for a little over a year now, right? Yep. So, yep, yep, yep. We just launched jars today, 14 new stores. Shout out to jars and yeah, fuck. Yeah. Yeah. Jars is a multi-state operating company as a national brand. So that's a very big deal for anyone that's not in the cannabis industry. 
It's a very big deal. It's a very big deal. So shout out to Dallin Oaks. <laughs> yeah, shout out to my boy Dallin Oaks for real, for real. He's in Dude. Tulum right now. Oh, is he? Yeah, 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 yeah. He's at a party out in Tulum. He's having a time of his life. At least I hope he is. Shout out to Dallin Oaks. So we did talk about it is the new year. It's 2024. Yep. So Marcus, I want to ask you, yep. do you have any resolutions this year? I have a few. Yeah, for sure. Um, musically, I want to like release a lot more content. Content's the name of the game. Um, trying to get the fantasy football podcast off the ground in 2024. And we were just talking a little bit off cam. I'm trying to stop vaping uh, nicotine. Um, I'll still smoke weed for sure. I think I will forever smoke weed. Yeah. <laughs> for as long as I live, more than likely. Um, but the nicotine, man, it's just, shoot, it's too easy. Constantly got the elf bar or whatever it is in hand. And it's just too much on my my poor little lungs. I actually have asthma, so I shouldn't be smoking shit anyways. But the weed on top of the nicotine has taken its toll on me. Yeah. And I'm 31 now, and it's like slowly but surely things start creeping their head into my life yeah. aches pains this that but right now the number one thing is my lungs i woke up a couple days ago couldn't breathe to save my life had to hit my inhaler six times for it to work i had a come into jesus moment and i was like no this is and it. i've only been doing it for what i don't know year two years probably i would say in total i've been like smoking nicotine on the regular vaping nicotine at least and uh yeah it's about time yeah, I yeah, think I that's just a gotta good one, do dude. it. That's what I'm saying. That's a good one. It's not good. It's not healthy for you. Agreed. I read a sign that said one like elf bar, whatever, is equivalent to twenty five thousand cigarettes. <laughs> that being said, you're not getting any of the carcinogens from twenty five thousand cigarettes, but that amount of nicotine on a daily basis too much. is a lot. And, and also the other, st whatever's in the juice. For sure. You know that's what I mean? really like, what it that's is. That's what it is. The nicotine itself is not what I'm concerned about because it does. It's, it's, it energizes me. It gives me a little amount of focus, uh, especially like on road trips and shit. I'm driving all the time, but um, I just feel like it's, it's like the juices and stuff like you were saying. Yeah. It's the vapor inside of my lungs that makes it feel like it's coated in Elmer's glue. Yeah, almost getting crystallized. Yeah, or something it's like bad. That. It's super bad. So anyways, that's my New, New Year's resolution. I've been pretty good this year so far, but Sauce is actually launching a nicotine brand called Bliss. No way. Yeah, it's just nicotine. It's going to just like convenience stores, gas stations, Damn. smoke shops, that sort of shit. And uh, it's going to be hard because I'm going to be involved in that. And so it's going to be hard as shit not to be smoking on those. So I got to stay strong. It's going to be extra hard for me. But damn. We'll see how it goes, <laughs> man. We'll see how it goes. They'll be like, here, test this product. <sighs> what I will say is that a lot of people tell me like, oh, shit, dude, like, uh, I'm irritable as shit when I try to quit nicotine or I'm itchy or I'm anxious or I'm, you know, whatever it is. I got a headache. I can't sleep, whatever it is. I haven't experienced anything like Good. that. It's just the, like the constant urge to like want to smoke something. It's the act of smoking something more so than like what it is that I'm smoking. Yeah. It's interesting because it never, you were never a cigarette smoker. No. And that was never. like, so the only thing that you would smoke would be weed. So it's like, that's still the same thing. Mm -hmm. Like uh, the, it was almost like at a certain point, I remember when, you know, the early days uh, when we were just everyone at the crib, like there was four or five dudes always in the house at any given yeah. time. Like and everyone had a ton of weed on them. Yeah. yeah. So it just, we didn't stop smoking. Like there'd be a point, like I remember where we would get, 
like as high as we could, but we would continue to smoke just for its sake of smoking. Yeah, it's just so, for the sake like of smoking. It's just for like it. the ritual of it. Yeah, you know totally. what I mean? And like, especially if you're with friends or whatever, yeah. it's like, I can't get any higher. <laughs> yeah. I don't get any higher. Like you get to that point where it's like, I, this is as high as I get. And it's like, what are we actually doing? There were t times where like, weed would get me out of bed. I'd be like, shit, I don't want to wake up, but I could go smoke a bowl <laughs> right out in the living room. And it's like, that'll get your ass up quick as shit. But no, I don't smoke a lot of weed to this day. I smoke weed. I smoke my company sauce for sure. And an occasional joint if, if it's being right. passed to me. But I don't sit there and load bowls and right. shit like that like I used to. In fact, I don't even have a bong or a dab rig at the house. But I still get so much shit handed to me. So I like got shit racking up at my house that yeah. I'll never smoke. Being in the cannabis industry, that's just going to happen. Always. Yeah. yeah. Too, you know, it's, I remember that even from dispensary days. That's how it was. But yeah. Yeah. You never have to buy weed if you really don't want to if you're <laughs> yeah. working in the industry. In fact, if you work in the industry and you're buying a lot of weed, you got to reevaluate that shit immediately. <laughs> yeah. You don't need to be doing this. Yeah, dude. Yeah. Someone's getting over on you if, you, if yep. you're working in the industry. And Do you got any New Year's resolutions? Uh, yeah, man. It's mainly mental and physical kind of stuff. Um, so like the one thing is, um, taking things a little bit like less personally. That's one of my resolutions Yeah, and kind of like being able to draw lines a little bit more definitively and go into that, go into that. So, I mean, I'm a nice person. Sure. Overall. Yeah. But I've that's why we've been friends for a million years. <laughs> Hell yeah, dude. Appreciate you, man. This is amazing. Um, but uh, so I I tend to be nice to people even when maybe I shouldn't be. And it got me into some pretty crazy situations in this past year, as you know. Yeah. I don't have to go into detail. You could. For, for legal reasons, I shouldn't go into detail. <laughs> <laughs> so we'll just leave it at that. We'll leave it at that for now. There's going to be an episode. There's going to be a whole episode one day. We'll talk all about it. <laughs> And once and, the smoke has cleared, yep. maybe I'll bleep all the shit yeah. that we can. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I got a beep that'll yeah. work. Beep. Yeah, exactly. with a beep. <laughs> yeah, because I if it's beep, then beep. <laughs> don't say any names. Don't say any dollar amounts. Don't say, don't say, no legal terms. Just all the other stuff. That That's perfect. Hell yeah. Like an old rap song. Yeah. 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 That's too good. But uh, but yeah, so that was one of the main like mental ones that I wanted to work on. For sure. Um, cool. I want to make sure I got that going. So um, yeah, for business and personal reasons. Right. Because like even with like women, you know, that's oh, one yeah. of those things where it's just I'm, I'm easy to fall and easy to get hurt at the same time. And right. it's kind of always been a <laughs> common denominator <laughs> for me. <laughs> right. But uh, I'm trying to work on that. Yeah. For sure. And be a little bit more like, I guess definitive with my yeah. line drawing early on especially and so. i seen you with the 1200 uh, active calorie workout yeah dude yesterday? on accident was it yeah yesterday? It was yesterday dude i went skated by myself and zoned the end dude i just didn't stop like, i love i was that. like i was like popping tricks better than i ever had in a long time i had like a fresh pair of shoes that were like um that were cheap so like i wanted to skate them they're americas yeah yeah, yeah. Uh, steve-o edition of americas nice. <laughs> but they were brand new so i had like the most like grip and board feel and stuff like that and i was just in pocket dude. i was doing lines and like heel flip front side nose slide doing like lines just, what does dude. that mean oh <laughs> What does doing lines mean? <laughs> so, 
So a line in extreme sports is a, a succession of tricks. Got it. <laughs> so, <laughs> Got it. Okay. So you were yeah, doing a just, succession of tricks. Yeah, I was doing a succession of tricks. Fantastic. Uh, <laughs> nice. Doing lines at the park. Yeah. Yeah, dude. Hell yeah. Um, but uh, so heel flip, front side nose slide. And for anyone that skates, it's such a... Like the set, those are such like dope, easy tricks. But like when you put them together in a line, I was just knock, knocking yeah. them back and forth. So, but yeah, I was just like, I didn't, I forgot that I had my watch running or whatever right, while right. I was skating For because sure. I had a long sleeve on, For so sure. it was covering my <laughs> yeah, watch. Yeah, yeah. And then after the thing, I'm like, holy shit, I've been skating for two hours, like, or like an hour and 20 minutes, rather. And then it was just like, yeah, 1300 or whatever calories. I was like, dude, damn, son. crazy, yeah. So, same, same, but different. I was at Disneyland recently <laughs> and uh, it was just like calculating my steps. I'm not even thinking about it, you know? And it was just like, dude, you walked 10 miles today and fucking Woo! like 22,000 steps or whatever. I'm just like, let's go. How long were you guys out in the park, like, like doing stuff? Pr I mean, pretty much the whole day. We take like a little break in the middle to go like take a nap and shit. Cause oh, you, nice. you gotta do car, that. Yeah. Any, any Disney person knows you gotta take a nap right in the middle of the day. But uh, yeah, dude, I, we were just—you just walk. You end up going on this massive hike, and like you're not even thinking about it. Yeah. But yeah, same but different. I was gonna say, yeah, you know, blocked it out, didn't know, lost track of time. Yeah, dude, it is what it is. Hey, man, I uh, that I think that was like a better way rather than me like constantly monitoring it For or sure. like being conscious of like the time. You know, like you it know was what? just I just went. It's so funny. Can we talk about these for a second? Yeah, these yeah, things yeah. on our yeah. wrist, right? Yes. And we used to share. Data. Oh, fitness, yeah. Like the, when I did a workout, you'd get a thing. Like Marcus just did a workout, same thing. And it, and it was with Chase at the Good too. Yep, yep. And then was there someone else or was it just Andres, us three? I think oh, Andres, Andres too. was yep, on yep, it. Yep, and yep. then um, I also had uh, I had a couple other people. But yeah, those were the guys. We yeah. were all together, yeah, I think. 100%. Yeah. And it's so funny how much power this has over like my workouts and how I even think about fitness. And I feel like there's good and there's bad. To where like, just like what you said, it's I it's, don't want to be checking it every two minutes. Conscious you know what I mean? It, yeah. So like, I'm at the gym. I don't love, I won't say I don't love working out because I love what it does for me ultimately, especially mentally. Right. But I'm not the person who could just like be at the gym for three hours. Like I just, it's not my sanctuary. You know what I mean? I have other sanctuaries like the studio. And, Three hours is a long time. Right. And Nicole, for example, she's at the gym 8 a.m. to 8 p.m., but she works out three hours or two and a half hours every like five days a week. During her shift? Yeah. Oh, fuck Like yeah. in between, I mean, like she like schedules it. So like she's got clients between this time from in, until 12. And then from 12 to 3, she like eats her lunch that she meal preps. And then literally it's like workout for the rest of the time until three and then you got a client or whatever whatever that's what's up yeah but hey, i could never do that that's what i'm saying there are some days where i'm feeling good and i'm there like longer than i would be but i'm so like 30 minutes 300 active calories and that's like my goal and i need to stop that shit i need to stop being so like how many minutes has it been how many minutes has it been how many calories have I burned? You Goes know what by I mean? so much slower and one hundred percent. You don't just get just watching the clock. Yeah. yeah, but at the same exact time, on the opposite side, it's so good at reminding me to fucking work out. Yeah, like it's so good at being like, hey, 
you're so close right yeah. you're so close you could still hit your goal today yeah. it'll be like you got to take a 10 minute w brisk walk yeah <laughs> but then yeah. like when you look at the calendar like we've we've done months where it's like i'm doing the 30 day or whatever the yeah. full month and you look at the picture of the rings getting closed and you're like dude dude it's crack it is so good yeah I love it, it is so good yeah and so anyways that's what i want to talk about these things good and bad because they remind you and shit, but then you start living and dying by it. Yeah. Like I'd rather do a cardio workout than a weights workout because this tells me it burns more calories or whatever. So I'm so like calorie focused. Yeah. But I don't know if that's always good. That's not always the goal. You got to lift. You got to do this. You got to do all sorts of shit. But yeah, I think this is a this is also on like the positive note. It's one of those things that because you're running the time, you know how long you've been working out 100%. versus like tapping out too early or like just kind of losing track of time completely. Right. You know, it's almost like you can say like, I'm going to go I'm going to go, I'm going to do these workouts. I'm going to do it for this amount of time. And you know, like that type of shit. And I think that's what this is good for because you can like kind of make sure that, and I love the categorizing because I've been oh, going, yeah. uh, I recently restarted my. Oh again. yeah. Hell yeah. Um, so I've been going to the gym like every, like that's five days. just up the road. Gotcha. Yeah. Yeah. Ooh, yeah. Yeah. Gonna cut that out. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you don't know where we are. Yeah. Fuck you. Um, but, uh, so yeah, that was an, the the other resolution was like the physical and just kind of just getting back in shape and being conscious with like food and stuff like that 100%. and just being a lot more health conscious. My sauce bar. This is not nicotine that I'm about to hit. <laughs> Let everybody know. Yes. Um, so like that's I, I love this because I'll go there and I'll do the strength training. And then every workout I do like a run after. So I yeah, at least do one mile for sure. of like a jog slash run. And then I'll always do like the mile is like the warm up. And then I'll do like one to two more miles on top of that first one just to like, oh, yeah. it's like a 30 or 40 minute thing. Have um, you ever fucked with the elliptical? When I was younger, but not as like, Dude, not when I go to the gym. That's I did the my, stair machine for the first time just because I was doing legs. It's nice, right? And, it was, it was and that's the thing. There's a stigma about the stair machine that it's just for girls trying to get big butts. No. And it's, it's, it's part not, of your legs. It's a it's great part of your legs. workout for everybody. I see some guys at the gym for real about to get on the Stairmaster and do a quick <laughs> check to the right and left. Boys, guys, men. Hear me. PSA. Hit the Stairmaster. I'm the like stair the guy master. to get fitness advice. But hit the Stairmaster. <laughs> it's not just for the ladies. I see you at the gym looking right, looking left, trying to see if anyone's looking. No one's going to judge you for hitting the Stairmaster. It's a fantastic workout. Yes. It's just like doing the bleachers at like a stadium. For Everyone sure. feels badass when they're doing bleachers at like a high school football field locally. But everyone feels weird about the Stairmaster. Get on the Stairmaster yeah. and have a blast. It's basically an endless bleachers. That's basically Literally, what it is. For sure. And you can change the speed. So oh, you yeah. basically be running up that bitch. You if have you want to, to live. And the, these steps are this big. You know what I'm saying? So 100%. it's like you, got, you get a good ass. Like, and what I did was I basically did that as like my cool off leg workout. So I did all the like classic leg stuff. And then going into that at the end, when your legs are already like worked like yep. that, that's like that. Like I, I still like I went on Thursday and like I felt it this morning still because that was the first major leg day 100%. Of, the, of the year. Right, right. Um, and like in in uh, when did you get weeks, the but, membership? Like two weeks before the new year. So I went. You. I went. I didn't necessarily that's do perfect. like a lot of 
heavy stuff. But, um, do you, but, but were you going? Yeah, that was, leads right into my life hack. Dude, fuck yeah, I was going. Yeah, I, okay. was, I was going like maybe three times a week at the time, that's, but then now I'm five days a week. That's perfect timing. Because let me tell you this, I was thinking about it the other day on a road trip for no reason, dude. The ultimate life hack for anyone trying to get into the gym at the new year, right? My number one advice is don't wait until January 1st to do it. And here's why. In, in the time that you were going to the gym in those two weeks, right before the new year, you got familiar with like the person at the front desk, right? Yeah. Or like... You know, they've checked you in. They've seen you. That your account's updated. You got familiar with the people who go at the same exact time, right? And that, even more importantly, they got familiar with you. That's interesting. Right? Yeah. So you've got a little rhythm going. Because the number one thing about New Year's Day at the gym is that it's crowded with people who aren't going to be there two weeks from now. If you just start going to the gym a week or two, I say minimum five days before the new year. Right. So right now, this only applies for 2025. Right. That's what I'm saying. You're too late if you you're didn't already do this. But start, for next year, keep this in mind. Yeah. Yeah. You yeah. go to the gym even five times before the new year. Right. In those two weeks, you're acclimated to the spot. They're acclimated to you, so that when you show up on the gym on on the first day, New Year's Day, you're on the winning side already. Right. right? Because it's always like, oh, this person's not not here. You know, the person yeah. at the you're front desk. You're already a regular. Exactly. They're familiar yeah. with you to where, you know, they, you could even give someone a nod like, man, fucking can't wait for a couple of weeks from now to get these folks out of here. Like the person at the gym who's stressed out because there's a million people there, you could be like, can't wait till these folks get out of here. You know what I mean? You're on the right side of history at that point in time, <laughs> and you've already won. You're on the team of people who go to the gym. Right. You're not on the team of people who just showed up today. And that's hard for people who are showing up day one at the gym. Like, yes. I commend it, but it's hard. And the looks and the this, like, it's hard to develop a strategy. So you want to be on the winning side of that starting you don't want to go to the gym on january 1st feeling like oh fuck i'm just like taking up space at this machine that i don't know how to use you're on the team of people who have been there they understand it so that's my life hack anyone looking to get a good gym regimen you just got to start like at least five days before the new year because then you can be on the right side of history and that's if you're trying to do the new year's resolution thing yep and this this is like still if you want to start going to the gym, go to the fucking gym. Go to the fucking you, gym. Go to the fucking gym. You just got to show up 100%. and make yourself some sort of regimen. What I do is I use an app called Jeffit. And you, you can basically set up every day of the week and add this massive, from this massive library of workouts. And it's all filtered. And you can do like what, like focus group muscles that you want to work on. And Love it. what kind of like, uh, if you want to use body weight, dumbbell, kettlebell, uh, like, rack or whatever all this stuff it's uh it actually has those built those filters built in so you can just go uh shoulders with dumbbells um and like that can be your filter and it'll give you is there like a body weight option yeah body weight is one of the one of the options so it's like you can literally do body weight and then every one of the uh groups that you want to work and it has everything worked out like chest tricep bicep um upper leg lower leg like all that stuff it's crazy dude I'm with um, it. Jeff it. Jeff it. Yes. And so basically I use that. So when I go to the gym and it has you log your sets. Oh. So you log the weight and the reps. So like you log the entire set and nice. then it keeps track of all of that information and 
you know, uh, syncs it over to your health app. Nice. Yeah. It's, I like all that. Dude, it's crazy because then what it does is this is the first week I started using it again because I was back in the days when we would go to the gym like pretty often. Oh, yeah. I kept on that regiment like kind of on my own tip and like stayed pretty healthy when I was living with Ricky and Marjorie. Uh-huh. Um, and it was a, a point in time where like I was like going playing basketball, 800 calorie yeah, type you workouts. Were, you I were, was going crazy. I think our watches were synced around yeah, that time yeah, to where ex- it was always like Harry's logging to this, that and the other. Yeah. So I was I was on it pretty heavy and I was using that app at the time and I was using it when we were at the good, when we were doing all that oh, like, yeah. the competition stuff. Yep. But um but I recently started using it again just to like get myself back on track. And it's crazy how much more um, analytical it feels now versus going to the gym and then just like doing whatever. You lose count. You forget what, what right, set you're on. You know sure. what I'm saying? And, and if there's nothing to, to hold you accountable, like logging your reps, for example, you might, you know, aim to do 12 reps and you get to 11 and say, ah. And then just say, fuck it. Right. Exactly. Right. And hundred Even like a check in a balance like that to be like, oh, I'm going to skip this last set of this or I'm going to skip the last rep of this. If you're having to literally consciously track it and log it, what's dude, a massive solution? It's a mental thing. hundred percent, dude, because I've, I've been in that situation where I, cause what I like to do is with the weights, I like to put like, um, a little lower than what my max would be. So then every rep i'm increasing the weight that's excellent so i right so i so i do that as like part of like a minimum to maximum type of deal hell yeah and then by the last set i'm on my max weight hell yeah so then i'll do that and then there's been times where i've been at my max weight and i have to bring the weight down slightly even if it's by five pounds or whatever Um, just to uh, get that last rep. Right, that's what I'm saying. You know what I'm saying? So That's the one thing yeah, about it's it. Like, is make like, sure you get your reps. Don't worry about if you can't do that weight. Just bring it down one or two plates and get the reps. That's one thing that I don't have. See, that's where the app would benefit me. And this is like, hey, we are not sponsored by this app, by the way. <laughs> no, I just love it. If you'd like to sponsor, please no hit me promos, up. No free promos, but shout out to Jeff It. But no, yeah, see, that's where I, I would struggle because, yeah, there are times where it's just like, I would love to be able to do another set, but I'm tired and I'm trying to hit the sauna. So let's go ahead and cut it right here. Yeah. Let me ask you this. At the gym, are you like a talker in terms of like people around you and shit? Headphones, dude. 100%. Man, people who are talkers at the gym confuse the fucking life out of me. Dude, no one is. At the gym that I go to, no one is. At the gym that I go to, you would think that everyone grew up together since the third grade. That's crazy. It's nuts. And then like me as a non-talker, I stick out because I'm not trying to communicate with everybody at all times. So I almost feel like people at the gym see me as like that asshole because I specifically don't want to talk. I'll go into a sauna with three, four other dudes and they're all like deep into conversation and I'm just like not... And it's almost like the one guy in the room who's just like not trying to talk to anyone. Like, is he too better than me? You know what I mean? Like, dude. And so you got to get some AirPods. I do. Do you? Use, oh, I got the pods. Do you go in the sauna with them? Of course. Hell yeah. Okay. I'm always, well, then they can't say the shit. The sauna is my, my, my sanctuary. It's where I literally can just be with my thoughts and my podcast and I can take a little edible or something. You know what I mean? And be in there and just like feel, you know? And allow myself to like feel how hot it is and how shitty it yeah, is and like totally. fight through it or whatever. Like, but it's always super, I don't know. There's something very therapeutic about the sauna. And I'm not trying to talk to you, nope. you, 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 or you. I don't give a fuck. 
But then I go with Klug, and Klug's just like wants to talk, talk. to everybody. Yeah. I'm like, can you please not? Do we need to stop at 30 or no? No, 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 no. I uh, we we were running on these. All right, yeah, bet, bet, these bet. are all good. Yeah, I didn't know. I knew th- Clue's camera. Yeah, no, he he refuses to do the hack. Yeah, I mean it's a it's like a hack, but it's it's just really just adding software onto the. <laughs> it's yeah. not a fucking real. It's not like you're you know yeah, whatever. He's not yeah. even gonna sell his camera. So what does it fucking matter? Yeah, I don't know. what does it matter? Doesn't doesn't keep matter. it. Get some more hard drive. But when I go into the sauna with Klug, he is always trying to talk to somebody. I mean, that's just his personality. But still, it's just like, Klug, I'm not that guy. So can for these, you know, out this hour that we are at the gym, just yeah. you know, let's just for sure. Let's just talk to ourselves. <laughs> Recently, like, okay, so he gave me and Nicole COVID really what? bad. Like when was se- that? September. September. Oh shit. So it was a long time ago. Without knowing it, or did he have? COVID he was like, "I'm then- not feeling good." He came over, watched football games, whatever, and then like the next day, I tested positive, and then then the next day, Nicole tested positive. But and he, he gave, tested positive yeah, too. Yeah, he had oh, tested positive like the next day, and then his brother got in. It was a whole thing in September. Damn. Yeah, back in September. But um, when we were at about a week, we were like, "Dude, we gotta go sweat this shit out." Right. And we're like, CDC says fucking four days, five days, whatever they say. We're like, we're past that. Let's just go sauna it out, sweat the shit out. So we went and we sat in the sauna and there's one guy in there with us. And it's someone I see at the gym almost daily. And uh, do you know him on like a rapport level or anything? No, not at all. But he's in the sauna already before you guys get in there. Yep. And so we sit down and Klug starts talking about tattoos. Oh jeez, right? he's got a thousand. And the thing about Klug is like, if we're if it's me and you, right? I'm Klug, you're Marcus, and we're in the sauna, we're talking like this. There's a guy right over there. Klug will say something and just kind of glance over to see if like it was that heard. You know, Klug <laughs> just like wants to be heard. And this is no shade at fucking Klug. All right, Klug's our boy. Yeah, <laughs> but he'll he'll do this thing where he like it's his he personality. Kind, yeah, he kind of wants to. Include and he's it's because he likes to include he's people. He's an inclusive he's man. He's a community man, so he likes people. He likes he likes interacting with people. He likes talking to people, and that's just even if they're strangers, he'll right. make friends. Right, and that's, that's like a very special characteristic. Of yes, Clue. so this is but, yeah, all positive. But still, was like, in the moment, it's just like Clue, come on. He's like dial it back. I'm going to get a Gandalf tattoo, and he did. He got it right on the back of his thigh. It's a Gandalf tattoo portrait. It was done beautifully. Let me clarify. It's a beautiful tattoo. But it was like a couple days before he was going to get it. And uh, he says, I'm going to get Gandalf right here. The guy in the sauna. Did you say Gandalf? (laughs) (laughs) Oh, oh, no. Here we go. And you're podless. Yeah. (laughs) Now I'm balls deep in a conversation about Gandalf and shit with a stranger. (laughs) That's what I'm saying. Like, what? I don't. You're not a fantasy guy. We're not fantasy guys. No, we're not sci fi guys. (laughs) We're not sci fi guys. Cheers to that. We've been saying that for years. Not a sci fi guy. Not sci fi guys, dude. You said this is going to be a problem. Yeah, I knew it, dude. These, these. These on Mars pod coasters, which will be available for sale very, very soon. Pick one of these up. But uh, yeah, they're they're sticking with these, so we're gonna find a way to um, make it less sticky before we release them. We're we're doing prototypes right now, so that's all you can do. But yeah, it's always an adventure going to the gym with Clue, because yeah, you're gonna end up in a conversation with someone, and it's someone that I've seen five hundred thousand times, 
and I've never talked to them. And now all of a sudden we're talking about Gandalf and the sauna. Like, no, 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 Dude, no, 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 no. That no. is so funny, man. Especially like when you have nothing to add to the conversation. <laughs> nothing. That's the worst part about it. I'm going to be like, yeah. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> so yeah, it was just like a funny little moment. Shout out to Klub. Love the guy. But yeah, I kind of like appreciate that the people that the, at the gym that I go to that I see regularly, all of them got headphones in. They're zoned in. in their own They're getting world. there. They get their stuff and then they get out. Are and you, I, that's how I am. Are you you're a purely music guy when you work out, or yeah. are you a podcast guy when you work out? I'm a music guy for sure, dude. I've been listening to this is kind of it's not embarrassing because it's part of my life. Yeah, dude. I've been listening to uh, fucking Switchfoot Meant to Live Radio. Let's go, dude. So it's got hit after hit, dude. dude. That's we the got best shit. Fucking um. Uh, Jared Leto's band, Thirty Seconds to Mars is on that. Fallout Boy, Switchfoot, Creed. You're speaking my language, dude. And there is some crazy bangers on there. Uh, Blink One Eighty Two, love it. Nine in the afternoon, uh, Panic at the Disco. Um, All off of Meant to Live Radio. Meant to Live huh? Radio on Spotify. Well, that's dude. an unbelievable song, dude. There's yeah, it's a great song. That's I love that song. song. That's like the. One of my favorite songs back in the day. It was on like one 100%. of those Now CDs. Oh, yeah. I, I used to have all the Nows. Me too. So I remember it was on like one of those early teen Nows, and I loved that song so much. But uh, but yeah, dude. So I listened to that. I wish that, I remembered I like the specific like, numbers. <laughs> I wish I could be like I had Now. I had, dude, I had from uh, 16 was my first one I got in 2004. What was on it? It was um, My Band was number one. Oh, shit. Hey Ya was number two for sure. Um, and then there was, was where's the love on it? No, 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 no. That was, I want to say that was laid. I have to check. I no, was gonna say, I think it might have been before. I think it might have been now 15 that where's the love. I was is gonna on. say because that's but the one that I remember the most, and I had a ton of them. 14 but, had Sugar Sugar Baby Bash, so ooh. it's just like if Sugar Sugar was before, or it, it might have been in between Sugar Sugar and my band, you know, that era you know what I'm dude saying? freaking hits but someone just needs to do love? that nowadays it's like spotify release radar the spotify playlist someone needs to do the now do the, does now still do now i th they might i mean it's uh it's probably on like 70 now at this point but th there's no i'm actually curious can we pull that up so uh this is something new for the pod we have a tv in front of us with the computer right here so i can actually we can look shit we can up. look shit up which is fun let's do it now that's what I call music. What a business too, huh? Let's see here. 88? They're on 88. Wait, what's on it? Yo. Can you see what's on it? Oh, dude, it's got to be like, I don't well, know. That's a good idea. I guess I'm question. wondering, dude, they sell it at Target? I'm Yo. so tripping. Hey, God, let's see. Let's what see. What songs let's see on could it. be on it? Paint the town. Okay, so it's like, yeah. So this is like a, a Spotify playlist, basically. Oh, dude, what a good song. Oh, Lil Dirk made his way onto Now Music. <laughs> That's what I'm talking about. Shout out yeah. to Lil Dirk. Pitbull and Lil Pitbull John lives on there. Dude, so. hey, yeah, well, I mean, I didn't even know that song released, so maybe Some I should start. Maybe I, I should say, start listening to the Nows again just to gonna, make sure I stay. I don't recognize right most of these songs. Yeah, for sure. Tizo Touchdown, he's supposed to be the shit. Dude, he is the shit. I saw him at this concert when Hell I went to yeah. see Travis Scott, dude. He was opening. People oh, say he's like pretty unbelievably Have talented. Have you listened to him? 
I've listened to uh, like certain songs, but I listen to his album, dude. It's crazy. He's got a bunch. He's one of those artists that he's very versatile, but he does what he does very well. There's a lot of these. Like, do you know Ducci? Daichi? Where Whoever. is that? So I'm looking at the artist. Right oh, now. the artist. Bakar. First of all, I don't oh, know Bakar. Right no, I don't know that one. I don't know Jane. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know, know, the, I don't know that one. 50, I don't know 50, 50, 50. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, David Cuck. Kushner, Kushner, Kushner. I don't know, but Alan uh, Springsteen is. I'm not going to play I, any I of them assume. just for uh, to not. I don't know absolutely, and I don't know no guidance. There's just a lot of artists that I don't know on there, and that could honestly say more about me than it does about them. Yeah, and it probably does. Yeah. Do you listen to a lot of like new no music? No, I don't, and I think that's the reason why we don't necessarily know these artists because we only listen to what we like slash like things that come across our radar that we end up fucking with so we're our parents what so we're our parents oh we're our parents 100 percent. holy shit yeah and that's kind of i the mean issue. i love it's that like, i love that though there were i mean times, i like liking what i like and finding what i find i used to live on the blogs right live back on in the days when you were trying to get artists. on them and yeah exactly yeah and i would listen to to, to everything and anything to where it's actually, it's, I'm almost a little bit disappointed in myself that I know so few of these artists on now 88. But you know, I think it's one thing too, like the priorities have changed now too. Like you guys are so focused on what you're doing. You don't For have sure. necessarily, like when, when you would have been listening to other artists, you were, you're listening to your own mixes and like, yes like and writing no. new songs. And, and you're right about that. But what it is even more than that is podcasts have taken over my life. Hey. Well, I mean, it's cool to like take an information right. as well. Like it's nice, kind of detached from sure. music, especially when you are a musician. It's crazy because I spent all my younger years obsessed with sports, sports, everything, basketball, football, baseball, didn't matter. Like just a sports kid. And then music entered my life in terms of like making it and really listening to it critically in like 2011. And then from that point on, it was just like, Music, 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 music until maybe three years ago. And now I'm just like podcast, 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 podcast. Yeah. Listen to bar, anything Barstool. Pardon my take. I listen to Pat McAfee. Mm. There's just, I, I listen to Armchair Expert. Dax Shepard is unbelievable on oh, there. Oh, shoot. God, is that so his good. pod? Dude, I got to listen to that. He is I so good, Dax, dude. dude. He is amazing. I've seen him on a couple other pods. I seen, uh, he did one with Wiz Khalifa that I thought was the Funniest shit of all time. Dude, I'm definitely going to look it up. Yeah, Armchair Expert. So I just listened to so many, and on Mars Pod. Oh, yes. So yes. I was going to say, but between all that, like, I don't find myself actively seeking new music. Like, I turn on my Spotify, like, playlists, right? And it's just like, I'm okay with not having 15 new songs on it every week because, like, I just like what I like. And, but that's not how I used to be. Not at all. But at the moment, I just like what I like. And a lot of times, like, I'm more likely to throw on, like, an early 2000s rap mix yeah. than I am almost anything Dude, else. and it's like, funny because, like, we, uh, we like what we like. And I think that's the biggest thing where it's just, like, we seek out what we, what we want to listen to, not necessarily, like, trying to listen to new stuff and take, take risks. I was just talking away from the mic. Stupid. But, uh, um, hey, the... This guy, can you see him? What a good dude. What a good dude. I appreciate you, brother. Good boy. But um, 
but yeah, it's almost like that's back in the day. Like we wanted to like take risks and find new artists and almost be a part of that culture in a way right, right. Beca- because you were trying to get on the blogs too. So right. you wanted to be kind of up with the times and stuff like that. Yep. Listen to what people are doing. But at this point, it's just like, like I think uh, I can relate to it on a certain degree, even though I'm not releasing music like that. Like I'm so deep into this music stuff that right. like, I'm like, I already kind of have my style of what I like to write. So it's just like, I don't need to necessarily listen to new people to keep up with the times. For sure. That's just not my style. You know what For I'm sure. saying? But back in the days, it was a little different. We like we were trying to like make sure we like listen to stuff. And I keep was up scoping with the iTunes charts like a fucking sniper back in the day when I was a kid in high school and like, shit. What's bro. hot? What's oh, hot? Yeah, what's hot? For sure, dude. Yeah, With, without a doubt. Um, but nowadays it's just different. Yeah, like I said, I like to listen to different types of content nowadays. And sometimes I wonder if that has an effect on like the music that I write. Like if I'm not actively listening to a ton of shit that's coming out. Is it going to like stifle my inspiration at any point in time? Right. You know what I mean? Yeah. I mean, I don't think so because I think the biggest thing of creativity is just living life. Yeah. And it's just like you, you learn things and you see things and you experience things and you feel things and that's what becomes art. Yeah. So I feel like that's the biggest influence in creativity and your artistry is always going to be just living life and making sure you detach from the music so that way, when you get back to it, it's just like, you exactly. know, just word vomit. 100%. That's what I say. Like, it's really not, especially like if you're making rock music, it's just not sustainable to be able to write like a song every day. It's really just not. Right. So it's kind of what I've learned. And like, yeah. as much as like, I'll miss writing songs. Like if I don't have anything in my soul to write about, or let's say I've just written, uh, you know, 15 songs. I might have just left it all in those 15 songs. And at a certain point, you hit a wall and it's just like, I literally said what I needed to say for this particular season of life. Yeah. And at a certain point, it's just like, I don't, I literally, the well is dry. I go to write a song and I'm like, I don't know what I'm writing about. Like, you know what I mean? I'm trying to make something out of nothing. So can't write too much. But sometimes I wonder if I just listen to more new music coming out. If it's like, I'm going to find inspiration from that and it's going to force me to like be more proactive in a day to day. Yeah. And I think there's like a, it's like a double edged sword because in a way, like while life is the biggest influence for art at the same time, you can be influenced by other people, which, which can be, you know, part of your experiences in a way. So it's like, it kind of goes into it. Like if you choose to seek inspiration from other people like that, like if you want to you know, try to get ideas or see what other people are doing just so you can maybe like, even if you don't necessarily think about it like that in the time, that kind of does happen. I tend to see like when I hear different people and kind of the way they, they, um, they blend genres a lot now, dude. Everybody. We we were ahead of this shit a long time ago and got turned down by motherfuckers because of that shit. Should we tell stories about that or no? If, yeah, we could. Yeah, let's, let's talk about it. I mean, it's, if anyone didn't know, Marks and I have been making music together for a very long time. And uh, we haven't made music together in a couple of years. But back in the day, I was making beats for him. I ended up getting in a band with him, writing a bunch of music with him and a uh, group of guys. 
and that ended up becoming this modern yep. and that's who they are today. So this was kind of like, we were all always part of each other's story at from a certain point in like 2016, yep. I think is what, when we first started hanging out and yep. like writing together. Exactly. Eight years now. Which is crazy. Damn. It's flown by. Yeah. But um, so in about uh, 2018, I think is what it was. We were um, operating as the group Teammate Marcus. Anybody that's day one fans of this modern know about Teammate Marcus. They went to the shows. They knew the music. He was a rapper. Teammate Marcus, uh, originally he was just rap focused. Um, a little bit of melodic singing type of deals in there. But mainly bars and bars and bars. Dude is a lyricist. But, Thank so, you. Of course, man. You already know. But um, so we were making music and then we started to get to a point where we started infusing real live instruments into our rap songs. So it wasn't just software instruments. It wasn't just synthesizers and 808s and yeah. stuff like that and no samples. And um, that's when we started uh, working with Ricky and Sean and Tim. Yep. And um, basically we did a festival, uh, Mason Music Festival. Yep. And there was a lot of um there was a lot of people there and there was representatives from different labels and stuff yeah. and we might have touched on this in our yeah, we episode too sure. but that like the main reason why we were kind of like doing it was to get these things and there were people that that wasn't that guy from Red Bull Records mm -hmm. but there was other people that we met with um I'll I could I could probably say his name do it Jordy Gillespie he gave us the best advice at the time, but now the advice seems yep. irrelevant. Right. So basically what he <laughs> told us, and at the time we were like, you're right, you're right, you're right. And like, I still respect you, Jordy, but it's just not like, it's crazy. Like if you were to give us that advice now, there'd be so many examples of people that have done what we were doing right. and that's blending sounds. For sure. He, he, he wanted us to define what we are which we, is true you need to do that but at the same time that could be super limiting yeah and it's almost like in the way that he was putting it is like define your genre yeah and that's like what we struggle guess, to do yeah we struggled to do at the time but it's oh, funny because i, I think a lot of people do that now and just call it pop yeah okay so i don't know what i don't know why i don't know i have no idea but this is a real ass story we were in line. I was at Disneyland recently. Yes, yes, yes. I was in line. Guardians of the Galaxy, right? For some reason, We Out Here was just like in my head. I'm Hell playing yeah. this song, We Out Here, that we had, which was one. Was it one of the first songs we did? I think it was. It was. But it was yeah, also yeah. like potentially the most like iconic of all of them. Yeah. It was track but, one on Prices. Yeah, exactly. So I played it in line. I'm standing there in line. I got my phone like this to my ear because I didn't want to like be playing it yeah, out. Yeah. So I got it right here. I started crying. No way. I swear to God. Dude, it's crazy. And I was hella drinks in or whatever, but I just like started tearing up. I was like, this is crazy. It's reminiscent of times. Yeah. And there's a lot that I would have done differently, I think, like artistically. However, Same. the just like taking me back to the time and place and and just like I said, how anthemic it was and like how it kind of really like kicked off a major period of time. Yeah. It started with that song. So anyways, we wrote that song at the lake house. Yeah. I'll never forget it, dude. And it like, I remember we recorded it a hundred times in my little room, you know, yep, whatever yep, the sun yep. room is there. Yep. It was our studio at the time and we couldn't make it sound right. Yeah. We couldn't make it sound right for the life of us. I was like, dude, there's something so dope about it, but I can't make like 
specifically the chorus, I couldn't make it as like big as I wanted. And it wasn't until we linked worked up with, with Sean. Sean. Yeah, that was the first song we yeah, worked on. With and him. I was like, wait, maybe we try to go to Sean for like our music too, not just the band shit that I was doing. And all of a sudden it was like huge. And I was just like, dude, yeah. And it's still Crazy. iconic as fuck. I, to this day, I feel like I could go out on stage and have that chorus play and it would still go off like dude. out of this modern show. Uh, dude, and that would be a crazy callback. You know that what I'm saying? would be a crazy ass Dude. callback. And it'd be I funny because so much. you could even say like, or you could even start it off like not necessarily at the beginning of the song, just like like start playing the instrumental yeah. and then just come in on the chorus or yeah, some stuff like that. That's like, what I'm saying. Like in between songs or something, like it fades into 100%. like that type It could of be shit. a dope ass little show starter even. Yeah. Play some ambient. Dun, 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 dun. Come out, let the shit play. Yeah. And then just like end it and then go into some other shit. Like, yeah, it could be crazy. I'm fucking thinking way far ahead. But dude, yeah, I love that. But think that, about that yeah, all the time. I think about so many songs that I did where I was like, dude, we could call that shit back and it would be crazy because I just yeah. didn't have the level, of, like the ability to produce it where I wanted to. Yeah. At the time. Yeah. I, uh, yeah, that, that whole time and era of teammate Marcus was just like, it was crazy because we were both working day jobs and we were both in a situation where we hated our job. So anytime we hung out, we were just like in it it's, and we would lock in. And I was there so much, dude. It was probably like the best time ever, right? Like yeah. if we really had to go back, at least for me, like likewise, just going back, that was, that's gotta be some of the best times of my entire life is just like being so locked in yeah and i think when i met you was it was the first time that i had someone to like lock in with me totally because like everything else was just by myself you yeah. know what i mean and so i think at that point in time it was literally just like fucking someone wants to lock in like, with yeah, me yeah likewise crazy. Dude. the yeah. like the dj's producer slash you know like the relationship between the rapper and the dj and the producer is just like something that people can't explain unless they've been in it but i never had had that you know what i mean yeah so like brandon would like, do it part-time yeah and he was trying to like dj and stuff like For that sure. like on the side he yep. was doing like gigs on mill and stuff like yep. that i remember brandon was yep. doing that but like it was different when we started working together because I was I was hungry to make beats for artists and you were an artist hungry, hungry for, for beats. beats. Yeah, yeah. It, 100%. So it was just it was like peanut butter and jelly, dude. I'll never forget where like I was at the lake house, like you know, multiple days a week, and oh, we yeah. were just working on stuff. And I would just in go my over mind there it was hours. It was seven days a week, and it probably wasn't. But in my mind, it was just like Every we day. never put it down, even when we weren't together though we were thinking about what we were gonna do For or like sure. working on stuff like independently as well so like when i would come over to the crib be like this is what i've worked on yeah. in the days that i haven't yeah. seen you and like then you'd be like oh shit that idea is crazy and then like maybe i would start cooking up something else while i was there and yeah. like i remember i would bring over my setup in the the machine and stuff like that and we would like the i would machine I, contact dude what was it called contact uh the uh, contact is uh, something by Native Instruments. Native Instruments. Native That's Instruments really is what the I'm saying. Yeah, so Native Instruments machine, dude. I would bring that over and like then uh, we would connect a MIDI keyboard that I had too. And um, dude, I yeah, those days were like the best, man. We're, we weren't worried about money. We weren't worried about right. like all these analytics and stuff like that. We were That's just every, hungry yeah. to like make 
music. The and analytics is what, the worst part of it all. And dude, I mean, to be honest with you, I feel like those are like the uh, the dues you pay. Like, and that's like those are the training hours. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like it's when you're down. when you're doing it, and that's all you think about, and it's just like in that mode that we were in. 100%. I think that's what creates the musicians we are today for sure. and like creates like the person you are today as well. Like your dedication to certain things and knowing that like when you put your mind to something, you can do this shit. Right. Like those are the times where I feel like I felt that the most where it's just, I knew I had a picture of what it would like be like. And that's just like, I just always kept that picture in my mind. And that's just like, that's all I thought about. You yep. know what I'm saying? And all it's day, just, that's what day. kept me driving. And so yeah. like, I didn't care about getting a, a thousand monthly listeners. I didn't care about getting a thousand dollars a month, you know, like, cause I had a day job. And, right. And it was just like, even though I hated it, it almost like when I was there, it forced me to detach. So then when I was like trying to be in it, I was just like, fuck everything else. I'm here. Right. And that's, 100%. And I, yeah. So I think that was a gift and a curse at the time. <laughs> it was just a beautiful time, man. Like I said, everyone was locked in, but for the first time I had someone to lock in with me and then we moved on from there. Should we should we refill? Let's do it, man. Yes. Refill. Please exp enjoy this commercial break while we refill. Hey, Martians, real quick. I appreciate you taking the time to listen or watch wherever you are in the world. Over the last few months, the Martian family has grown so much. I could not be more thankful for all of my guests and every single one of you who continue to tune in every single week. Subscribers, ratings, likes, and comments all help us grow here on Mars. And it would mean the world. If you haven't already, please go to onmarspod.com slash subscribe to subscribe on YouTube. Like and leave a comment. Rate us on Spotify. All this good stuff helps keep the engine running to inspire Martians all over the world. P.S. Follow us on Instagram at onmarspod. Okay, let's get back to it. <sighs> all right. So we just did a little refill here. Got our passion fruit tequilas. Cheers, my friend. Is it Drake? Reading time? It's Drake reading time. All right. This so, waiting for this one. So this book here, it's called Titles Ruin Everything. A Stream of Consciousness by Kenza Samir and Aubrey Graham. So this is Who's Kenza Samir? Do we know? I think it's just the co-author that made this happen. I think Gotcha. He had to put his name. I think the reason why his name is on there is because Drake had Kenza to put his name. Kenza Samir. <laughs> Look it up. We're looking up Kenza. Yes. Give it say, a Google. Because Drake has the ability to do it by himself, right? Yes. He could but, publish a book by himself. He wouldn't need like a someone who's been in the book game, right? It's got to be someone. Well, it's got to be a great mind. Yeah, you're probably right. It was probably something that like he started working Can we not look it up? no we're looking it up we're looking it up All right. yeah i guess i was just going to start talking about it but we are definitely looking it up it's actually recording on this screen right now so we'll go ahead and kenza samir i need to know he's a songwriter oh is it she 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 is a songwriter i apologize Jeez, for that gosh we're so dumb all right so she's a songwriter kenza samir Oh, so she's written a shit with him for him. Oh. In fact, it looks like her entire discography is is a lot of Drake Numerous songs. Numerous songwriting credits on albums by Drake. Four total songwriting Dude. credits. Dude. 
So she's like a co-writer. With if him. you're reading this, it's too late. Dude. Views from the six. I mean, she was on views or she wrote on views. If you're reading this, it's too late. That was when I first moved out here, bro. That was Damn. The, that was back when the, he started making like uh, 2015. Fucking oh, jungle. And that's one with legend. Yeah. Um, yeah, dude. So shout out to Kenzie Samir because she's a bad motherfucker. Yeah, dude. Oh man, she wrote Hell Yeah Fucking Right. That's pretty crazy. Um, that was I remember Mike Powers, the homie Mike Powers. Yeah. He had a license plate on his uh challenger uh-huh. and it was HYFR. <laughs> Let's go. <laughs> the impact is felt very directly. Yeah, dude. Um, Kenza Samir, shout out to you. So shout out Kenza Samir, shout out Aubrey Graham Drake. So I want to do a, a segment on the solo episodes, the specials, where we flip through the book to a random page. We read the context, maybe even like either on one page or the other one. You know, I'm just going to flip to a random spot and then we talk about it. We're because gonna analyze it. We're going to analyze it. We're going to break it down. We're going to say what it means to us. Yep. So let's go. All right, here we go. <laughs> Where are we at? So the Read way that this out. thing works too is it's a two-page thing. Right. So it's almost like related terms. That's why I was going to say either read one or read the both. Read them both. So this says, beautiful weddings, not so great marriages. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I feel like that one's a little more black and white. But I mean, yeah, and we've all seen them. We've all seen them, heard them, experienced them, been to them. So this is what I think. Have you looked at the divorce rate recently in the United States? <laughs> what is it, like 35%? It's 70. Be, no way. 70%? What's the percentage? It says 14 per thousand, but that seems low. 50%. Dude, that's closer to 70. Wait, did you say 30? Oh, shit. Researchers estimate that 41% of all first marriages end in divorce. Holy shit. Dude, dude. and that's the thing. And it's just like, when was this released too? It's it's almost like we got to look these up. And it's almost like, and I think the reason why, oh shit, you know what? Didn't even record that. Fuck. I'm going to have to look it up again. Did we record this Kenza? Uh, yeah, I don't even know if we did. <laughs> Damn it! I'll I'll uh I'll just pull up uh I'll just pull up the facts and put them up here. Sure, but this is sure. what we that were looking sense. at. Um, damn, I'm still learning. All right, I'm still learning. I'm this trying to do the first screen recording. Yeah, the first one. 2024, new but, year, new us. But it says almost 50 percent of all marriages in the United States will end in divorce or separation. Researchers estimate that 41% of all first marriages end in divorce, which is insane, dude. And I, um, it's, it's wild to think about now because we're in such a different time. Back in the 50s, in the 60s, and like up to about the 80s, I feel like. For sure. All those years, marriage was like you the were thing locked in. to do. It was an and actual was, contract was, and it was an actual promise and it was a promise in front of God and your family and whoever else. It was a big deal. That it was people a very, very big deal. 100%. Right? Dude. And like you would stay with people for years, 
before even getting engaged. And then you'd for take sure. a couple of years being engaged. You'd li- move in together. You live together first. Then, yeah, that's the yeah. thing is that you got to you gotta know who it is that you're marrying. And I think that's exactly what it is. And it's like, I know so many people who are married, but I like people started getting married in my world at like 18, 17. Which is crazy. Because I grew up in such a LDS Mormon like community to where like the moment I was enrolling for my freshman year of college, so many people were like having their first kid and also getting married. Yeah. Which is crazy. It is so wild, man. And I 100% agree with you where like our generation of people, whatever that is, like generation X. Yeah. Is, I, no, uh, I don't know. Whatever, whatever I, I think we're generation Z. I, I think I might be a millennial. No, wait, you're right. I think I'm a millennial. No, I think you might be a millennial you know what? too. We're gonna, this, we're gonna, this is why we have the computer. Yes, we're looking it up. See, this is why we look things up. All right, so. <laughs> millennial divorce rate. Um, 1981 through 1996. 1996. Yeah, I'm a millennial. So yeah, you're 96? So I'm 94. 94? Yeah, so we're millennials. I, uh, I, what is Generation X then? I'm, I, I, have, I don't know what this shit means. I think Gen X is below us. Generation X Oh, 60s to 70s. Wow. They're before not. us? Yeah, it was before We're us. We're talking about Gen Z then, huh? Gen Z. Yeah, so this is 19... Oh, shoot. Digital, digital Y. D- We're digital Y. The digital no Y. Idea. I don't Gener- know We're Generation means. Y digital natives. I didn't know that. I didn't know that was it, You thing. know what it is? It's looked. It's exactly what it is. Is that the concept... Of like the screen, but that doesn't even make a lot of sense too. You know because what? it's, I think that's. I true. grew up in an age where I didn't have internet. Well, did you have? Uh, did you have dial-up and shit? Yeah, but like I'm saying, I was born in a time where there wasn't like even that. Yeah, uh, me too. Right? Yeah, I remember I, a time when it was specifically not that, and then I specifically remember that fucking point in time where it changed. Yeah, I. Um... Yeah, I think the digital natives is a good term because it's almost like uh, I remember back in 2000, um, I was six years old and we got a Dell a, uh, a Dell computer and it was like the home edition yep. uh, Windows XP. And I'll never forget because it came with very like drawn, like uh, not drawn out, but like a simple to read instructions. For sure. So my mom just let me put stuff together and it was just plugging things into things. Would you call a technical support help desk if something was going wrong? Never. I was going to say I you, was the technical support. But do you when remember grew, grew the up, technical like, support desks that used to exist? Oh, well, yeah. I mean, <laughs> but like they still exist today. Someone was telling me that the other day. Nicole has a client. She was like, oh, every time the technology is not working, we just make a call. And I'm just like, fuck, dude. I remember those days. Tech support? Yeah. yeah no, that was, I mean, that was like rather than looking it up and giving it a goog, you know, like you wouldn't be able to look up how to do things. There wasn't YouTube that you could like learn how to do anything you need to do. And yep. like every troubleshooting issue it's you've different. ever had, there's a YouTube video about and Nicole's it. Clients so like, I'm, specific I'm too. I'm very tech savvy, but. We called the support desk for the TV or whatever, whatever, whatever. It's like, yeah. that doesn't make any sense. Yeah. And that might be a fucking protocol for certain businesses too, just because they got to keep those guys employed. But, um, but still, I, uh, I remember back in those days though, I oh, appreciate it, bro. Um, we had to, uh, or like the dial up days, like oh, yeah. it was so different. So like, I remember my parents were so like, um, almost, I want to say, um, reluctant to, learn the stuff because they didn't they just wanted to 
to have it and make sure that they could access it. And they want but somebody to be able to yell out when it, the shit doesn't work. Because when you know enough about it and it's totally just like some easy shit that you could have fixed yourself, parents don't like that shit. Bro, for the longest time when I lived in Michigan, I was known as the family techie. There you go. So everything that had to do with anything with the TV, media, movies, anything that was like digital in any way or electronic, <clears throat> I'd be the one that they would be like, yo, come help me. And help it's me so with funny. This. And I'd be like, all right, yeah, hell yeah. But in that but time, funny, like, it was as yeah. easy as being like, well, the white goes in the white and the yellow <laughs> goes in the yellow and the red goes in the red. And it was like mind blowing to so many people. Like, I don't know what the fuck are all these chords. There's a bunch of colors. Like, I don't know what I'm doing. Right. Like it was like very basic level shit. Like yeah, even we're, HDMI we're working on has DVD simplified players shit. and surround sound right. systems. And like they people, weren't crazy. People will say like, well, the HDMI came and made it all easier. Nothing is easier than white, yellow, <laughs> red, blue, green. Yeah, it was. That should have been the easiest shit of all time. It was. Uh, we never needed to move on from that. For but, sure. But, but we did. And even with computers, you know, where it was like, I remember specifically like the mouse came and it was color coded green. Like the, the cord was green. Like right. the end of the cord was green. And then the port had a little green thing on it. So yep. you just plug the green into the green. And then it was purple for the keyboard. So you yep. plug the purple into the purple. And I'll never forget that shit where it's just like, even as a kid, I remember thinking like, oh, this is so easy. It's right. almost like following Lego instructions. <laughs> 100%. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Where it's yeah, like yeah. literally the same thing. But it turns on and shit and like the way it works, you're just like, oh, fuck yeah, I'm a genius. Yeah. <laughs> also, holy shit, I just made that connection. Kids that use Legos are getting introduced to instruction manuals at an early age. That's fucking crazy. Yeah, I hope that kids are still playing with Legos. Oh, are they? dude, they have to be. They're crazy now. I mean, maybe like kids that are like... I got a nephew. He ain't playing with no fucking Legos. You should buy him some Legos, dude. This fool is way beyond that. He's on to like drones and shit. Oh, whoa. Yeah, it's a whole thing. Whoa. Yeah. That's different. How old is he? Like nine. Oh, shit, dude. He's like, what kind of drones are we talking? Are we talking like old drones or is he like FPV mask with the fucking eyes? No, it's a pretty like starter drone. He just got it for Christmas and he like wanted to play with it a bunch, but it was like, it's got a camera on it for sure. Yeah. And he can fly it around and he's just like, he's upset at nine years old that the shit doesn't have better video quality. <laughs> and like, he's it's like, it's not in 4K, bro. And he's in like the Minecraft world so much. And he's trying to start like YouTube channels and shit, but YouTube Fuck keeps yeah. taking his channels down because Why? he's nine years old. You have to be at least, what, 14, 15, 16, whatever the fuck the age is, he's not there yet. Just do what we did for MySpace, dude, and just lie about your age. But I think they kind of realize when he gets on, they're like, yeah, okay. <laughs> <laughs> People start reporting the yeah, account. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. They got so some he, snitches out he's there. Got, he's had a bunch of like accounts deleted because they like, find out that he's really not old <laughs> enough to have one but like he's gonna like i Yo, always I say like that was an issue holy shit and the thing is too like i grew up with That's a bunch funny. of kids with like adhd and like add and all you know whatever the fuck it was right when you're kids i was in the class with the same 25 people for nine years my first you know kindergarten to eighth grade and like people weren't really hyper aware of like what they had right like there was a kid in my class that clearly had adhd right 
he wasn't running around being like, I got ADHD. Right. And my mom doesn't fucking give me enough stimulation or whatever. My nephew is just like, you don't play with me enough and I have ADHD and you know I have ADHD. <laughs> like, like so aware of their own diagnoses at this age. It's nuts. There's a million different things that I could go into, but the, this generation's like awareness of themselves is wild, but like also their like infatuation with being online, being away from everything else. Like not to go too far. This kid won't come out for Christmas dinner. Like, it's Christmas. We're all eating at the table and he's just like laying in bed watching videos and they're like, oh, he's tired. I'm like, dude, I would have got my ass whooped if I wouldn't fucking come out for Christmas dinner. Are you crazy? Dude, that's, you know, it's crazy because like I'm not like with my family. So and they have young kids like I got like baby cousins right, and right. I got like my sister. She just yeah. had a baby and stuff. Nep and Nephew, niece? niece. Niece. Yeah. So she's uh, she's a little over a year now, a year and three months. But it's uh it's wild like i still remember like when i was living at home and like seeing what uh my mom's uh baby could you know yeah, she she's a babysitting the, business yep, yep, yep. um she's she's almost done with it but she's still doing it it's been like over 10 years now but um gangster veteran in the game veteran dude she could deal with any type of motherfucking kid i'm gonna bleep that <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but uh shout out moms but um but anyways like i remember like living at home and like almost uh seeing those kids grow up and kind of like seeing what they were getting influenced by yeah. and like what they liked and stuff like that For sure. just kind of seeing the different generation but they she that was only one to five years one to five right so it's just like you being able to kind of see the, like a nine-year-old like a third or fourth grader kind of sure. see what they're doing and that's like I think that's that's widespread. The access to phones and tablets and yep. laptops, like at it, a very cheap price that they get for Christmas. And you it's know? almost like even more interesting because my dad just recently got engaged to this woman, which mm. she's been in my life forever. But like he is freshly my nephew. You know what I mean? Like, oh, so he's like a step. Uh, he's my step, step nephew. nephew. Yeah. So like I really wasn't a part of his life because they lived in Hawaii for a long ass time. So I I wasn't a part of his life at all until like in the last year or so. Mm. You know what I mean? To where like I came in at such a point to where like all I see is the Minecraft and the drone and the this to where like I could have could have done some. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's uh but I, and also I struggle to find my role in that person's life. You know what I mean? Yeah, and I think all you can do is like try to like in the times that you do see him just be as like tr like engaging as For possible sure. and i think and that's the biggest the, the biggest way that you can make an impact because then he'll be interested in you and that's where the flip happens and then i showed him like the this modern youtube and i showed him like the views and the streams and i showed him everything he's like his mind was blown it was just like that holy stuff, cow yeah. like yeah this guy gets it so like we connect you know what i mean and he's gonna he's a good kid you know what i mean but Ultimately, like, yeah, I worry about him. And it's my only glimpse. I don't have any other nieces, nephews, anything like that to where, like, I've been able to see firsthand. It's my first, like, glance into, like, what it is to raise a kid right now, this very second. Yeah. And uh, it's been, like, eye-opening for sure. Just something that I've been trying to figure out. Like, what's what's my role in this human being's life right now? Is yeah. it, like, super uncle, like, life advice type shit? But I'm just like, dude, and I tell them all the time, like, you're going to make a million dollars off streaming. Yeah. Period. Like, dude, you're so young, but so well-versed in this world, this community. Like, 
there's no reason that you couldn't absolutely make. I mean, you see some of the numbers that these streamers are making is crazy. Yeah. Gamers, streamers, whatever it is. So, yeah, I tell them all the time, like, you're going to make a million dollars off of fucking streaming. Like, you're going to be richer than anyone here. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> it is what it is. You just got a, a, a particular mind. So it's like, again, you know, ups and downs of everything. There's a, there's a pro and a con to everything. And I just feel like he's going to make a million dollars at some point. Yeah, what's crazy though, man, I mean, to be honest with you, a million dollars is not that much money anymore. I, like, I'd still kill for a little bit of that. I mean, obviously, <laughs> we're going to be on that path, dude. All right. I'm not worried about that. So it's just, it's not like a matter of if, it's about when. But I know us, what you're saying. Sure. But a million dollars in the grand scheme of things buys you a mid-level house right now. For sure. So Especially depending like, on where you are. Yeah, depending on where you are. But if you're in the hit cities... If you're in Phoenix, if the you're in Los Scottsdale. Angeles, if you're in, oh yeah, I mean, in Phoenix metro area, for the whole, like the whole, the whole place. The whole place yeah, if you're not living in the in the in the boonies, like all these cities have their pockets where they're like million plus dollar oh, homes yeah, that are like sure. those are the ones that people are buying. That Literally are every like, city, yeah. So it's but but anyways, like a million dollars back in '90s when we were growing up, I like That's generational wealth, dude, generational wealth. And you're good, and you're retired at thirty years old. Wealth, yeah, if you're a millionaire sure. at thirty or something like that in the '90s, different. It's so rare though that that would happen in the '90s, but yeah. it is that would have been generational wealth. There's a baseball player uh, used to be on the Angels, just signed to the Dodgers, seven hundred million dollar contract for how long? Ten years. Ooh, so seven point eight. Per year, but it gets complicated because he's like deferring. Is that what it is? He's, yeah, he's he's only gonna take two million of it every year because he lives in it's California. Seventy-eight million, seven hundred million dollars. So it's seventy million a year. Yeah, seven million a year. I'm seventy stupid, million dollars. Seventy a year. million dollars but plus a year, but because he, that's just with the contract. Yep, and he's only gonna take two of it every year because. T like taxes in California are so high and he's Japanese. He's from Japan. Oh shit. So basically he's going to take whatever it is, 20 million over the next 10 years and get taxed on that. And then take 680 million after that 10 years done, retire, go live with. So that's so. If that makes any sense at all. So it's a 20 year contract. No, it's no, a 10, 10 year, year contract. contract. So he could retire after that. Cause he deferred all his oh, money till then. So it's, so he basically will make a regular ass wage, $20 million yep. for the first 10 years. Yep. And then after that, he he's makes gonna get all the, the rest of the money when in he one payment. Yep, when he retires, or, or they're gonna have like to pay him break, over time. Yeah, right. Like basically, he'll retire, but they're still gonna have to. They're pay gonna him have out. to pay him out for the next. However long that money it's gonna lasts. have to be six hundred and eighty million dollars. So six hundred eighty. Like, let's break that down a little bit. If he was making twenty million dollars a year, how many? What's six eighty divided by twenty? I don't know. Let's, you tell me. So six eighty divided by twenty. That's thirty four million a year for the next twenty years. <laughs> yeah, dude, and you're Plus, retired. But, but that's just his base salary. Right, and then he then got Gatorade sponsorships yeah, and it, Nike and whatever oh the fuck. Oh my god, else. dude, we're talking hundreds of million dollars per year after the first. 10 Dude's years. a billionaire. 
Dude, for sure. 100%. You effectively just that, made him a billionaire. Dude, that money is insane. To even like talk about and like think about like, but that's where it's at now. But he's the People best. People are getting that in a sports contract. But he's the best pitcher and the best hitter. You've never seen Where's, anyone what is be he on? both. He used to be on the Angels. He just got traded to the Dodgers. So he's on LA Dodgers. Yeah, his name is Shohei Otani. <sighs> Put his picture right here, but that's crazy. Insane. When I heard $700 million, I'm like, dude, that, that's not real. That's not real. That's three away. That's closer to a billion than it is to you, fucking zero. And the dude's like regimented as fuck. It's like practice, strength training, sleep, food, sleep, practice, strength training. Like he does not. He doesn't. Those are the people not, that make $780 million. That's how you stay rich. Yeah. I mean, if you look at the greats, LeBron, Kobe. Like Michael Jordan, Devin yep. Booker, all those, Devin. dude, all those motherfuckers, they... Can we tell that story? What story? The Devin Booker when we went to his house. <laughs> because I told it on a few other, like, podcasts. Which and, is funny. And I feel like I just need somebody here to, like, verify to the world <laughs> that this is not a fake-ass fucking story. Because I did. I told it on the Austin Kelly show, and I feel like... Maybe they didn't even believe what I was saying. <laughs> and you'll have to ask Austin Kelly gonna, about it. I'm going to have to ask Austin about it. So uh, I can verify the story was real. Okay. First off. I'll start. Just... Harry calls me up one day. What was the year? Uh, 2018. Maybe 19. 18 or 19. 18 or 19. Before COVID. Yep. And Harry calls me up and he says, yo, I just got an opportunity from Davon, who is Devin's older brother. My boy. Shout out Davon. We'll have you on soon, bro. And he said, hey, I got an opportunity from Davon. We're going to go watch a Suns game, an away game at Devin Booker's house. And I'm like, fucking count me in. Where are we doing? Are we meeting it here? Am I meeting you there? So anyways, I get the address. I pull up. It's in like Paradise Valley, basically Scottsdale, yep. North Scottsdale area, and it's already the nicest house I've ever seen. Right, just pulling up to it, art all over the walls, crazy big ass like floor to ceiling, and I'll doors never forget. I'm crazy. walking in, and Devin Booker's mom is walking out, and it was yeah. very, <laughs> it was Yo. such a mom interaction to where it was yes. like, "Hi, how are you?" And then she's just like. Have fun, boys. You yeah, know, yeah, sort of yeah. situation. Just pulling and, out of the driveway. Yep. Like, hey, see ya. So I get in. There's a private chef chefing up food yep. right there. And they've got, I mean, it's just this grand entrance. Everything's very modern. I always say like open. Yeah. White. Open white was yeah, kind of the, the concept. Art, the yeah. art, there was a lot of art all over the walls. Yep. He had his emblem embossed on his office door. Yep. And it was like glass walls from floor to ceiling. We're See, talking 12, 14 foot ceilings. Yep. This is like a mansion. 100%. And, and so I just walk in and I'm amazed. Dude, everything's controlled with an iPad. It was like a tablet that controlled everything. So it was like... There were speakers in, in the walls and all the lighting was controlled. RGB on yep. this fucking tablet or something. I don't know if it was RGB, but still it was like that type of deal. Where it was For all sure. like, it was so advanced. And it there was, was like so TVs advanced. on the wall, like massive fireplace uh, that was separating two rooms. Yeah. So you could be in two different rooms looking at the same, same fireplace. fireplace. And it was like one of the rooms was like a little loungy video game area. Definitely where he got down on some games because I know he's a gamer. Yeah. 
but the whole house is cozy as fuck. They take us into the closet. Like literally. <laughs> it's bigger than my room dude, at the yeah, time, Yeah, that's what dude. I'm saying. I was living the in an apartment. That was great. <laughs> 7,000 times the size of my own closet. Shoe collection, unbelievable. And I'm literally just tripping like, yeah, there's no way this is happening to me right now. And I always say like it would have been the equivalent of Steve Nash inviting me to his house in like 2008 or seven. <laughs> right. It's yeah. the same thing in yeah. terms of like what his, they meant to the team. Big home. What they meant to the city because he was living in. But. Yeah, we'll definitely block. That <laughs> but I, just the 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 moment itself was so big. And so, um, you know, we're meeting the people that are there, right? And yeah. I know, I know Davon. I know a couple other folks. Uh, Alex, I know Alex, right? His name was Alex Wynn. Oh yeah, yeah, Alex Wynn and uh, Mike Schiffman. Yep. Yeah. And so, yeah. mm -hmm. I remember talking to Alex out back, and I'm like, dude, this is the craziest thing that's ever happened to me. Like, there's this doesn't even feel like real life right now. Like, I'm <laughs> such a Suns fan, Suns nerd, sports nerd in general, to where the the situation just didn't make any sense to me and so i i feel like and you could tell me how you feel about this but the way i always say it is i felt like i fanboyed so hard which is why i never got invited back no man i don't think that's what it was and i mean to be honest like davon's my boy but like dude is busy as fuck and For like sure. he has like a pretty pretty only gotten he's busier. a very and he's only gotten busy and this was he pre Devin Booker being who he is right now as we know him yeah and I mean this was I mean let it be known this was past the 70 point game because after Devin hit 70 he started getting crazy crazy looks and like crazy coverage and um, you know, just to kind of give some backstory, uh, you know, Davon and Devin and I all went to the same high school, Granville High School. So that's the connection right there. So I used to go to the same parties as Davon. We were in this uh, just like a grade apart. So that's my boy. We used to have the same friend group to a certain degree. And it was uh, so when he moved out here, we used to hang out a lot. You know, I used to go over to the crib when there was away games. I would watch the games all the time. They would get me into games and for proof, I'll fucking put pictures of my guest passes here if you guys don't want to believe it or whatever. That's it what I'm saying. It doesn't matter, but like the we're guest like, passes will do like, because I tell this story and I feel like everyone thinks I'm lying. Hey, well, every validating time. the story 100%, man. But it's just like what's cool is like these guys are so low key and they're such good people, man. And like that's the beauty of it. Yep. They're not show offy you know Devin's obviously became somewhat of a celebrity over the last somewhat you know. <laughs> I mean, dudes at the fucking no all the parties for the biggest sure in the and world. i just i think just uh the reason why i say somewhat of a celebrity is because like he's not the definition of a celebrity you know what i'm saying he just celebrity in, in my head is just like someone who's always trying to get out there someone's always talking something always saying always on the news right. and all the that loudest shit person around. that the loudest person in the room and that's not devin you know and like devin's just super down to earth dude he's fucking he's locked in on what he loves he loves the people that love him yeah. and he's just like a He's just a cool ass dude. Like, if, for sure. You know, like in the same energy space Absolutely. as like you and myself. For sure. And th that was always why Davon fucked with you at the beginning, too, because like even when I was making music for you and I was showing him the stuff that we were working on, when I would hang out with him just one on one, right. he was always like, dude, Marcus is crazy. And like, I remember he was fucking with us so early. Like, he loved yeah. the music. So it's just like Davon no, has just always been. 
a down dude. We tried to start a couple companies together back in the day. Like, yeah. dude, like I was doing early designs for Devin Booker's first logo. Yeah, I and I remember. Was, and I was shopping them with Davon and his dad. Yeah, um, it was like that was thing. that was a crazy time. So it was it just was like crazy. Yeah, we were making some crazy moves, man. Devon, but, if you see this, let's watch an away game at the crib, bro. <laughs> dude, hey man, yeah, for old time's sake. No. For old time's sake, bro. Let's no, make it happen. He just be posting up solo because that's probably the for time sure. where he just like has time to himself because he's involved with real estate now, heavy. For sure. And it's just like he runs a management company with yep. Devin. So it's just there's a lot of stuff. And he though, games like, with my homie Andrew Lezis. Does he? You heard of Andrew Lezis? Oh, yeah, yeah. On Twitter and stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah that's my guy. He recorded a couple of songs in the studio, but it's so funny because I see them like interact with each other sometimes. And I'm just like, hey, man, Andrew Lezis, I've seen you on Twitter, man. Shout out. Um, but yeah, just it's all in the family, dude. And it's, <laughs> it's crazy like that people don't believe the stories just because of where he is now. But like they don't know like. And no there's a lot of history behind this relationship. 100%. So it's no not just like uh, people on coattails, man. Like those are our guys. No one has ever told me outright that they don't believe the story. However, sometimes you like get a vibe, you right? Get that you're energy. telling the story and it's like, <laughs> mm-hmm. Devin Booker's house. And I was like, dude, yes. Yeah, it's like, you're saying that now, now that he's famous. And then when I was on the Austin <laughs> Kelly show, they were like, what was the concept of the house? And I was like, I don't know, white and modern. <laughs> <laughs> it's like most generic things I could have said. You know what I mean? You were like 12 foot this and the fucking Devin Booker emblem and the this, this, this. I don't remember all that shit. I just yeah. like. No, yeah. it was crazy, dude. And then I remember the, uh, it being a crazy ass time. Yeah. And the closet and shit. Like that was, that was definitely uh, one of the highlights of the home, man. Like the closet itself was just, I'm sure there's pictures of it online. I can only know, imagine the like, house as it is currently. Like his current house. I can only imagine. Davon, yeah. please. Yo, <laughs> yo, you're fanboying, you're fanboying, bro. That's what I tell everyone. That's funny. I was like, I'm not afraid of fanboy. I don't give a fuck. It's Devin Booker, bro. Dude, no, that's. But again, dude, like, it's like that's 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 the homies. This bro. is you know a dead ass true story as well. I got a Devin Booker Funko Pop for Christmas. Oh yeah, Nicole, my girlfriend, bought me a Devin Booker Funko Pop for Christmas. That's crazy, dude. Just saying. I'm a fan. Dude. <laughs> I'm a fan. If I fanboy sometimes, I apologize. Dude, but, that's damn. funny. Dude. I'm mean, not going to be too like, cool to fanboy well, over well, my favorite hey, hero. Dude, and you know what's crazy, man? It's just like, it's it's not even fanboying like in a way where it's like you just, like, you grew up with the Suns. Yeah. And we got to give that, like, you know, some history too because, like, the reason why you're such a fan is because like there hasn't been a hometown hero like Devin Booker since, since Steve, Steve Nash. Since Steve Nash. And that's just that's just point blank period the way that it is. And yep. he's been on for Phoenix from the beginning. Yep. And I remember when he first started making those statements like, I love it here and yep. like the people fuck with me and like and this this was before he was big and yep. before they were streaming his games on ESPN every other game, you know what I'm yep. like, where he wasn't on the big leagues, he wasn't in the all-star games and no one gave a fuck, but everyone that was down with, because I remember <laughs> yeah. back in the day when we first met you, yep. we would always watch the Suns we games would watch, together. And, and our signature and line, like, Yo, our book. signature line was, 
We played them close. We played them tough. 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 Night after night after night after night after night. It was like his third year. And it was 70 points at the Celtics Arena. TD Garden, baby. TD Garden. And I'll never forget this. We celebrated. We were at the bar. Baseline Sports Pub. Baseline Sports Pub that's been on... Baseline. No, Bar Rescue. That's been on Baseline. <laughs> it's on Baseline Road. No, so they've been on Bar Rescue. <laughs> yeah, they were on Bar they're Rescue. On bar- actually, two separate times. <laughs> they're still struggling. Yeah. Two, two, two terms of John Taffer, and yeah. you still can't they, get it Yeah, together. John Taffer couldn't get it to him the first time, so we had to come back a second time, really and- set things straight. But we were there, and we were like, oh, my God. I, that's a moment that I'll never forget, for dude, sure. Dude, and we were there, and we are like, oh, my God. Because I remember I was looking the game up, like, as it was happening, because I don't know if it was... It was on. It was on. It was on. Dude, but I was, I was like... I remember checking, like, the, points checking and shit. the points and stuff just to see if it was like behind or whatever. Yep. And I just kept it because it was starting to get like later in the game in the fourth quarter. Mm-hmm. And that's when he just started going off. I was he like, dude, crazy. how far are they going to let him go? Because that's what it was. You could see at a certain point, they just let him they go. They were just going to let him go. They were just yeah. letting him go. They weren't following. They weren't yeah. doing shit. And they're just like, just fucking let him go yeah. to the hole. And we were going crazy. Because he started going to the hole, bro. We all were going crazy. We were going crazy, especially because there was that connection and we had already been watching right. and so invested at that time, like back in watching the game. 16, 17, we 18. Played tough. We played them tough. Dude, it's so funny, man, because like I'll never forget like that leading into like uh we went to that game with Davon and he gave us those tickets. Yeah. Do you remember that? I sure Have do. you ever told that story? I don't think so, no. So Marcus got the opportunity to be my guest. So they gave us uh, family passes yep. and we were able to go to this game and I don't remember exactly what year it is, but I'll look it up and just kind of put the guest pass up here. I think it was uh, my birthday one year or something like that. Yeah. Like, I think and it was 2019. Uh, we, we have put one. Yeah. Up. Yeah. It's in my archive on Instagram for sure. Um, that's my boy, man. Shout out Davon, bro. I mean, Shout we've been out. talking about Devin and Davon for a minute. Give, give him a but clap. Hey, man. Devin changed the whole scene in Phoenix Suns history, dude. And you sure you do. know what's crazy is man like me and davon used to be watching these away games like even before um that you know time, like yeah, that yeah, time yeah, yeah, like yeah. we were watching away games all the time and just and talking about the shit you know and um it was like we knew that this was gonna happen and like we didn't know how it was gonna happen or when it was gonna happen but it was like we needed to you know like keep that up for sure because that was our dude and yeah. we're like yo he's good he's yeah. gonna he's gonna come back da 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 whatever even we were the worst team in the league yeah. we were still watching the games and like we were putting on for him and didn't TJ Warren come to the studio one time too yeah he did TJ Warren came to the studio it'll have and, to be the story for the next time yeah talk about Sean Diego and TJ yeah dude 100%. my boys yeah, my homies dude. Sean Diego and TJ man yeah they were out here for a brief minute but they're they're out again but um yeah let's uh let's man, transition to the let's next transition segment to the next segment all right so another segment I want to start doing is something that I've been fucking with a lot lately um the idea of writing jokes and I want to write a comedy movie, and I want to write it with you guys. Yep. And I want to like actually do it. I'm like, so fucking down, dude. I know you're down, but I want to. I want to be like, like I need. I need someone to like, almost 
spearhead it with me because I know the influence you have on the guys I'm and I, there. I need the guys. I'm there. So it's just like, that's the thing where like, we need the teammate production crew to come together and write a fucking movie, Happy Madison style. I'm with it. I'm 100% with it, bro. Even if we're not the actors, we just got to write it with a few people in the crew. I would love to have a spot I in know movie. me, you, and Klug could write some crazy ass screenplays. It would be so much fun too. And it would actually almost be fun to tap Nicole's sister, Nicole too, uh, Kayla too. Yeah, she's in the scene. Yeah. Yeah, she's a comedy she, writer. Dude, perfect. Yeah, and like have her write some jokes for the movie and stuff like 100%. that. 100%. But I've been like, that's long term what I'm thinking. But the reason, that's the reason why I've been fucking with stand up. I'll hit it one more time. Fuck it. Shout out Sauce, our unofficial sponsor. Shout out to Sauce, the forever sponsor. See if they want to sponsor the pod for some advertisements. I'm with it. See if you can get some discount codes. I'm sure they can. Use code Marcus. <laughs> or Marscus. Yo. Don't hate that. It's kind of cool. But um, <coughs> on Marscus. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it's a long promo code. On Marscus. <laughs> <Yeah>. Episode 26 <laughs> on Marscus. That's not a bad idea. That's fine. Uh, all right. So... Uh, <laughs> That's kind of cool, actually. Um, just add your your letters in a different font. Yeah. To the, to the, or in a different like uh, color. That would be hilarious. Oh, that would be so funny. And it goes off the planet. Yeah. So it's just like on Mars. And it's just like. Kiss, yeah. Yeah. Okay, cool. Um, so I've been fucking with stand-up comics, man. And I've been watching a lot of, uh, dude, I got to say it, Mark Norman has been my guy lately, dude. He I wish so, I had more Mark Norman knowledge. Dude, you got to watch his new special on Netflix. I'm familiar with him. Did for you watch sure. Soup to Nuts? I don't think I did. Oh, so that's I don't the know. most. That's the most recent Netflix special on uh, that just released like half year ago, maybe. Gotcha. It's called Soup to Nuts, and uh, you got to watch it, bro. It Mark Norman. He's like. He's a zinger guy. He's uh, you know. I need really to make sure. Quick. Will you pull him up here? Yeah. Record on that screen. I just want to make sure I'm thinking of the right guy. I had to almost start top, typing recording. Uh, so Mark Norman, man. Oh, this dude, guy, yeah, totally. He is so funny, totally, dude. dude. He's very like. He's always like at one level. I'm. I tell this joke right here, but the next joke is also at this. He doesn't really get super high, super yeah. low. He's yeah. a very kind of a bland, but also fucking his blandness is he's what makes him so writer, fucking hilarious. Bro. He's oh, a joke writer, sure. dude. And like at the core, he's a joke writer, and he's a nerd about it. And I love it, dude, because I'm becoming a nerd about it too. Because I'm just like, I'm understanding that all of this stuff is scientific, and for it's, sure, and it's all like. It's almost like... Uh, Are you thinking about getting into it? In a way, I don't want to do stand-up necessarily, but like that's kind of what I... This, the segment here is joke writing, bit writing, and uh, sketch ideas. Yes. Because you know this, for the past about six or seven years, I've been trying to write a cartoon. Yep. And from the beginning, I've always said... I want to have a cartoon. I came up with a concept in my head already before. I just want to write like almost sketch comedy written into a series. For sure. And I've always talked about this. I've written down ideas yep. for years yep. for cartoon ideas in my phone. I can, 
fucking show receipts. But <laughs> show. <laughs> but uh so so that's just like something I've always been passionate about because of our dynamic in the right. friend group. Um so uh I just kind of wanted to like do a thing where we talk about bits, sketch ideas and shit like that. So if you ever do it. another episode which I think this should be a thing, dude. Yeah, we should do like sure. a monthly episode where yeah. we just like chop things down. I'm down. Fuck yeah, dude. Always down. Let's do it. All right, hell yeah. On Marscus. Yeah, um, I was going to say the content yeah. helps helps yeah. me too. So hell I'm yeah, down, dude. dude. Fucking whatever. Um so um I have a bit idea that I kind of just want to like throw at you and it's almost like a premise um in a way where it's like do you know what that means yeah i know yeah so it's just like kind of i know what a premise is i mean i'm just like in comedy you know where it's just like the idea of it um but okay cool um you good yeah i was gonna say i'm pulling up the funny name catalog remember <laughs> we cataloged all the funny names Holy that we shit. had is there a time stamp on that uh september 3rd 2016 can you screenshot that at 7 50 p.m Dude, screenshot that and send it to me. For sure. That's what I was looking Did for. Did you look up Jackie Taxon? No, I was I thought it was fake name catalog, but it was funny name catalog. I looked up Jiggy Diggins. Jiggy Diggins. <laughs> I was like, which name did you look up to I find looked it? Up Jiggy Diggins to find it. I'll That's send it the to you. Most I'll, unique. Yeah, send I'll it send, to me right I'll now. I'll send the whole note to you. Dude, please do. So <laughs> this is just a testament. 2016, bro. Yeah, it's that was up. eight years ago. Dude, it's all fucked up. So 2016, I had the idea of writing cartoon stuff. Descent. And this is the reason why we wrote this list. Yep. So this is the receipts that I'm about to show. Yep. So we've been doing this shit for a long time, having these ideas. So anyways, like this has just been something that I haven't taken seriously in a long time. Yep. But then I met my homie Malik, re-sparked the shit. And yep. I told him, I told him, we're writing a sketch. I when I hit him up for New Year's, I said, yo, happy New Year. We're writing a sketch together this year. Did I you know say, it. hell yeah, we are? Yes, sir. Let's go. Dude, that's my boy, that's man. All Shout it out takes. Malik, dude. That's all it takes. Yeah. Should I read some of these names? <laughs> yeah, read some of the names. As Before I give you the bit that I have, read some of the names. <laughs> <laughs> these are all just fake character names that we came up with. But for tell me that they're not potential fucking cast awesome members. Names. Name number one, Kenny Pembleton. <laughs> And it's all, just a funny name. They're all so fucking good. Dude. We got Chuck Agnes. Jerry Calico. Dude, I think Chuck Angus, I think, would be a better uh don't edit it. Chuck but I Angus. Think Chuck Angus is such like a good play on words and also hilarious. Like Chuck Angus. Chuck, Chuck, Chuck <laughs> Angus. But this one is good. Pete Snowinkies. <laughs> Yo, how do we come up with snow winkies, dude? That's ridiculous. <laughs> and the idea was, so before I continue, <laughs> the idea was that we were going to do a high school graduation. Oh my God, that's exactly right. It was a sketch. Yeah, it was where, a sketch. It was, where it was a sketch. A, <laughs> it was a high school graduation. And like the names were just the most ridiculous fucking things in the world. But the... <laughs> The that's person exactly who, but the was. person who reads them is just reading them, just like dead ass serious. Yeah, dead so ass be like, serious. Pete Snowinkies. <laughs> <laughs> and then the next one was Theodore Asphalt, Vladimir Tinker. <laughs> All of these are so fucking funny. Tom Swooney, Bob Rock, Jackie Taxon, which was a classic. Jackie Taxon became an icon. James Patiglia. 
<laughs> Bataglia sounds like a disease, bro. Like an STD. And I'm going to just start picking my favorite ones. Georgie Pepperson. <laughs> Debbie Flam. Of course, Jiggy Diggins. And Diggy Jiggins. No, no relation. relation. <laughs> <laughs> that joke was so funny. I don't know why. <laughs> Just no like way. the guy, just like monotone says. No he, goes, he goes, Jiggy Diggins. Diggy Jiggins. No relation. <laughs> oh, see, that's the shit I'm talking about. Like, that is so funny still. <laughs> If that sketch was real, that'd be fucking hilarious. Yo, I'm gonna talk to Malik and be like, yo, can we write this? <laughs> Just like this this graduation sketch. <laughs> so many good ones, but I'll go through them quick. Ugh. Cliff Pender shot. That'd be so easy to animate. <laughs> One, <laughs> it could two. be the same background. It could be the same every exact. time. Oh shit. Cliff Pender shot. Roger Kleinerman. Seth Skinoble. Christopher Chumble. <laughs> Chumble, dude. That dude is fat as fuck, said, dude. No. Dude is 300 no, pounds. No, this king, dude. Summer winters. <laughs> dude, I knew it was summer winters. <laughs> Wait, that's, I have summer winters listed she was, right in She here. was one of those sugar babies, Ooh. and her name was Summer Winters oh, to those God. guys. <laughs> You, I, I'm gonna sue oh you. God. Hey, I got the time receipts. Oh. I got the stamps. Oh, that is so fucking funny. Uh, and oh, a couple of the best ones: Charlie Chocolate, Simon Seymour, Charlie Chocolate, Rory Biggles. That's right to the point. Aaron Trimmington the third, Larry Sapphire, M Marnell Lemonade. <laughs> <laughs> we had now one. we just started getting lazy. <laughs> and, <laughs> that's gotta be like number. <laughs> 80 or 90. Marno lemonade, but the next <laughs> yeah. one is even crazier. It was just... <laughs> the next one was Coach Goods. So, so anyways, those are a lot of the names that we had thought up back in uh, September of 2016. So did you send me the, the note? Oh, I yep, did. You did. Let me go ahead and make sure I open it so I don't forget. All right. Let's go ahead and open that shit, and then I'll go back to my note. So um, <laughs> that is so funny. And I'm so glad you brought that up because I completely forgot to mention that, that that, that happened. That's the one thing that I uh, brought to this particular segment. That was perfect. Thank you for that. <laughs> yes. My face was hurting at a certain point. <laughs> <laughs> I forgot about all that shit. We I think it'd be so funny to chop it up. Yeah. And almost like, um, like with Malik specifically, I think we could... We could record the audio for it. Easy. And then just send it to him. Because the idea was, because, you know, at the high school graduation, there's like two people that will announce one yeah. name, the next name. And it was like, I could be one and you could be the other. Yeah. I think that would be perfect, man. And we can like almost like uh, think about it like as if we're like passing the books or whatever. Like um, that would be fucking. So yo, and like funny. one person is at the desk, and then one person is like on the stage handing the, the diploma <laughs> right, over. Right, those sure. are the two guys that are talking. No, no, no. The two guys that are talking are just announcing. Just announcing. Yep. There could be a third like Klug in the back, like shaking everyone's hands. Yo, and that would just be part of like the animation. Yep. Just and like there could be a part they where they never like, talk. You're saying a name. It's like 
Ronnie rubs. You gotta be fucking kidding me. (laughs) (laughs) Yo, exactly. (laughs) If you like, if you like, the people at the podium get more and more skeptical of the name. Like. Yo, hold up. He says, Jiggy Diggins. <laughs> this can't be right. <laughs> He's just like, hang on, this is right. This is right. <laughs> He's like, and then just like, almost like whisper, like, where it's almost inaudible. Yo, Diggy Jiggins, no relation. <laughs> just like goes like almost like at the advice of someone else. That's so fucking good. Just like almost like double checks, like is this a typo? <laughs> just the writing of that is so Richard stupid rubs. funny. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. See, that's why we got to write a movie, dude. Yeah. See, like, little jokes like that added into a movie yeah, is just how you make, like, Judd Apatow films, dude. Yeah. Because what happens on Judd Apatow films, by the way, I started watching his master class. He's a legend, dude. Oh, he's for an, sure. He's a genius. And he's so fundamental. It's crazy. He just takes to the level that you need to take it to to be able to make movies. Right. But the ideas are so basic. And then basically the way he makes his films, he writes the scripts. And then gives the people the scripts and they work on it for like six months or some shit like that. They become friends at all these table reads and shit. Right, right, right. And then at the table reads, they start rewriting the script as a group. So then basically they write the scripts into what becomes the final movie. 100% because everyone's laughing at the table yeah, just like this. Exactly. And they're writing together. <laughs> right. And they basically improv at the table reads. And it's then they perfect. end up changing the script. Dude, it's perfect. And then they remember it at the table reads. So then when it comes to actually doing it in person, when yep. it's time to like do the 58-day shoot, you're there because yep. you remember the table reads. 100%. Yeah. That's why I think me, you, Klug, and probably Nicole's sister Kayla would be like... A fucking dream team. Dude, I would love to start getting into it for real. But let me get into this bit before we run out of time. Dude. All right, cool. Oh, my gosh. This is so much fun. Yeah, I, I didn't say, expect it to be this much fun. Too much fun. We could go for four hours. If dude, we, we really we could, to. dude. Oh, man. I got to get bigger cards for the, for the solo <laughs> episodes. Like maybe the, instead of being shorter, they'll just, just be the longest ones. Long. Yeah, that's yeah. what I'm saying. It's like if you're a real fan, yeah, you're going to watch yeah, the solo yeah. apps, dude. You're going to love it, too. So, uh. I had a premise, dude. The sperm bank. (laughs) Okay, I'm with that. So, you know, it's almost like you're scrolling on Craigslist looking for a gig, and then you see, like, donators wanted. (laughs) Yes. You know, and it's almost like um, it's still like a, a situation where you can go in, do the thing, and then still, like, not get the job. Got it. <laughs> okay, so you're trying out. Yeah. You're trying so, cause, out. Because basically, like, sperm bank is like, you're down bad. Right. <laughs> okay. All Nobody's right. like right. doing well. Yeah, you don't and, have like, doctors. Yo, I should go like donate sperm. Right. There's not any no doctors and lawyers like... in line. It's a whole lot of fucking Circle K cashiers and shit. Okay. Yes. So, yes. So that's like, the stigma that I want to play on, which is funny as fuck to begin with. It is hilarious. But I had a thing where I was thinking about saying, um, 
So I thought about <laughs> donating. <laughs> Come on, already? You're ruining my set. <laughs> so I didn't right. even let me get the fucking setup off. All right, let's go. Let's get it. <laughs> All right. So I thought about donating sperm to a local sperm bank. <laughs> Come on. <laughs> Yo, how am I supposed to stay yeah. serious? <laughs> All right. All right. Should I just like All act right. like I'm like, like hearing no, this you know story? What? No, no, you do your thing. I'm gonna fucking go in. Okay. <laughs> Fuck, dude. This is so I funny. Don't know how this... I, I don't know. I'm gonna do this stop. on stage. No stop. way. Like, right. It's already the funniest story I've ever heard. You haven't even started. It's the funniest thing I've ever heard. I thought about donating to a sperm bank for some extra cash. And then just kind of like, that alone, pause. <laughs> you know? And, yeah. then, and then just be like, but they rejected me. And then break. <laughs> <laughs> and, then, and then it's just like, apparently, they're looking for future leaders, not struggling artists in need of rent money. <laughs> oh, God. Oh, Oh I just God. think I just I don't know why I'm dying so bad. I'm just I think that maybe was it's awesome. not that funny. Maybe it's no. the, the tequila, <laughs> but, dude. I think the premise it is funny, funny at least, dude. I just like never had a friend like try a bit like that on me before, <laughs> and I like couldn't control myself, dude. It. I mean, but oh, we've talked about that for a long for time, sure. like doing like stand up and shit like that too, but. <laughs> I want that clip so bad. Dude. I want that clip of you telling the sperm bank joke so bad. I want that. Dude, I got to cut it up, though. In the pod, I'm probably going to add laugh tracks and shit. <laughs> That's all good. Which is going to be so I funny. Think it'll be funnier if you just let my natural reaction play. Because that was so fucking funny. Oh, God, that was good. Should we do pet peeves before we wrap up? Yes, please. Let me uh, check right. the camera. Oh, man, that was so much fun. <laughs> yeah. I definitely want to do that as like a thing. We're like, Anytime. we just got to come up with one sketch or one bit a month. <laughs> yes. And just and maybe we can even get to a point where like if we can get the time management down a little bit better, we can like do one and one. Dude, like you yeah, come up I with a bit, that. I come I up with that. a bit, and then we just workshop it I'll together. I'll be like, I'm fucking Jackie Taxon. Yeah. You're Robbie Glanderson. And just do sketches yeah, live. That's what I'm saying. Oh, that would be I fun. I am a fucking dinosaur. We, dude, you, we come up with premises and then we exactly. work out the... We work exactly. out... Exactly. We, we, we improv on 100%. it. 100%. Yeah. Just be like, I'm this person and I'm a fucking middle school uh, dork and you are a middle school bully and, yeah. and this is where we go. Yeah, for start, sure. And go. we like set the scene and we just kind of riff on it. I think that's perfect. Yeah, so that'll be a segment for the next one. 100%. We'll just like we'll we'll get the we'll get the timing down. We kind of just hung out on this one, which is exactly what I That's wanted. That's what you wanted. And it that was, was so the whole much thing. fun. That's what I was saying. And like it's funny because I and have, I'm drunk. I'll be honest, dude. I'm I'm I'm, I'm drunk too. Hey, it's all good. But it was great because we were drinking. That was so fucking good, dude. That drink was amazing. It was incredible, dude. It just passion fruit, passion fruit tequila, juice, with tequila with lime. Yeah, and if you threw a little agave in, I mean. Not necessary, but because of could the, elevate because of the passion fruit juice. I think yep. there was like the right amount of sugar, so it was like sweet yeah. enough with the juice that like the the bitterness of the alcohol gone. Excellent. And tequila is like the best one to drink. I'm just upset I didn't get any coquito. 
I'll have to make some more. That's for my you, favorite shit, dog. Dude, I'll make you a Did whole Did you watch bottle. that movie? What movie? That uh, Puerto Rican Christmas movie. Oh, dude, I watched it last year with my family. Yeah, oh, yeah I was going to say, I watched it again this year. Yeah, and you it told me that, dude. A1. Yo, what is it called again? Home for the Holidays? Nothing like the holidays. Nothing like the holidays. Yeah. That's the one, dude. That was, uh, I'll put the picture right here. But La that paranda. was, dude, that was a great ass movie and it did it so well. The writing yeah. was A1. Actors incredible. Were incredible. So, 100%. Love that. One of so, my favorite Christmas movies, for sure. So for the last segment here, um, I I want to start talking about uh, pet peeves. Shit that pisses us off. Shit that pisses us off. Shit that everyone can kind of maybe relate to on a certain level because it's 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 usually things about <clears throat> other people or things or yep. yourself yep. <clears throat> that you are annoyed by. 100%. But um, so for pet peeves. What do you got for us today? I got one that's on my mind a lot recently. And it's called the main character complex that mm-hmm. I can't stand in a lot of folks. Mm. Obviously, right? We're all on earth. We're all experiencing the human experience. We are the main characters in our own lives. But I think that a lot of people make the mistake of feeling like they are the main character also in everyone else's shit right and it comes off a lot in the way that you post the way that you talk the way that you treat other people but i see a lot of folks and it's an artist thing especially where it's like artists is out here grinding but like every post is so just like self-centered egotistical or every post is a fucking novel to read about I was going through this and the, this and then I learned of this and then this year was the hardest year of my life. And then I go back to your story last year and it was this year was the hardest year of my life and I did this. It's this main character complex and it bugs me to no end right now. And it's one of those things where like, remember, you're the main character in your own life. You're not the main character in everyone else's fucking life. Yeah. This ain't a movie. You know, I... uh I 100% think that's the thing, man. And it's it's something that's happened with the past few years of, you know, social media and all of that. I think that's almost a place where people go to seek validation. For sure. And at the end of the day, that's what that is, is trying to seek validation that the story that's in your own head is also in other people's heads. Right. And to a certain degree, I think, everyone can have respect for something or someone for sure there is something to be said about still having the main character thing to a certain degree because you're posting all the time and you're making sure for you're sure. out there you have but to. then like dialing it back dialing to a point back. where like you're still human 100%. and like putting yourself above the point of like for an sure. average person or putting yourself in, and, and i think that's kind of the point that you're making definitely and it's like if if your page is just like only self-promotion at all times there's not even a moment where it's like i had a fucking dope meal you know or like i bought some new shoes i like you know what i mean like if every single thing 100 percent, man like the uh 
the main character complex is something that I think a lot of people can understand without fully understanding. For sure, because we're all the main characters in our own story. Yeah, but, it's but we got to remember, we got to be humble and still be human. Exactly. That's it. And at the end of the day, not everything is about you. And the moment you realize everything is not about you, you're actually going to feel a whole lot fucking better. Takes a lot of pressure off. Yeah. I think that's the biggest thing where it's like people Definitely. feel the pressure to like feel like they need to be over the top to a certain degree to prove that to other people right. and seek that validation. Sure. At the end of the day, I think it's seeking a validation, which is a toxic trait for sure. in my head. Seeking validation versus finding peace. Yeah. And well said, dude. Holy shit. Seeking validation versus finding peace within, mm-hmm. you know, and I think that's the biggest thing where it's just like understanding that like, you are who you are for a reason and you can see these people and like be like influenced and support them and like just be a part of a community versus like trying to be like almost a little bit more above that like i guess and i think that's the difference with uh when it gets to a certain point though with uh with with artists they tend to the bigger they are the tend to they 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 don't be on social media. Right. So it's just like what they do is they post and ghost, as sure. they say. Yeah. So they'll go on for maybe a few minutes a day um, to at least post and like be influenced uh, in a way where like they're posting, yep. like like other looking at other people, looking at their views, looking at all, the, all these exactly. things. Exactly. They don't do that. You know, like they post the shit that they want to post and right. then they like maybe look at like all the things that they're following and like kind of like things that they're in like interested in and then log the fuck off log the fuck off they're not sitting there like refreshing they're not looking at like the 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 views and they're not looking at like comments and all that stuff like it's irrelevant at that point so it's almost like the weird uh in between is where a lot of people get stuck in where they like they almost like they need to see this. They need to see the views. They right. need to see the comments and all this stuff. It's like, then, yeah, for sure. And to just survive. And that's when it becomes a little. Yeah. That's when it becomes. My thing is like, iffy. if your story is just like a fucking novel and it's like, today was the hardest day of my life. I went through this and I went through that, but I learned this. Like just ranting. It's the main character complex, like I said. I hey, hope I explained it decently enough. But hey, no, for that's sure. That's something that is we, we, pissing we, we me went. off these days. <laughs> Everyone needs to chill on that. We went in on it. Yep. We went in on it. So, um, I'm, well, let's just go one for one. Do you have another one? No, that's all you. Oh, shit. Okay, because I have... 500? No, I, I mean, I started just writing them down, but uh, I only got... I only have four right now. But Do uh, your favorite one. Yeah, no, I... Well, like, I was going to do one small one and then, like, the big one. All right. Let's get it. Yeah. So, I guess I'll just I'll, I'll just go with the first one. So, something I started noticing recently is um, I've been editing a lot of podcasts of myself. Right. You know, over the last whatever months, six months or whatever we've been doing this shit. Mm-hmm. Um, I edit all of them. So, I spend hours and hours and hours listening to these things. And I notice sometimes I'll be listening to myself. Mm-hmm. And I'll be like, just right there, super critical of my speech. And I I hear myself saying the word like a lot. Me too. And I fucking hate it. And it's like my worst pet peeve about myself that I, that's another New Year's resolution that I, I kept tucked to like. the side. I want to stop saying like. 
And it's just like I say it a lot. Ah, I, say I just it a said lot. it. Fuck. But it's just I I just say it as like ah as a filler word. And I notice it and I hate that I even brought it up. No. But but it's I wanted to put it out there on one of these solo episodes, and it might as well be the first one. Might as well. Stop saying uh, like. Stop saying like. I like. I probably just said it. I say like so, 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 so much. And like I even like preparing for this, I was listening to old podcasts that I was on, and I was like, man, I say (laughs) like a lot. Yeah, I say it a ton. And there's there's something to be said because some people overuse it, and you can hear it. I actually listen to a couple clips on Instagram and it was uh it was um these valley girls type esque people valley girls and they were on a pod and they said like almost every other word and I, I was thinking to myself like there's no way you <laughs> said like thinking to myself like I did <clears throat> see and that's crazy that it's become part of our vocabulary. Yep. And it's <laughs> crazy now that I'm thinking about it. I want to say like. I know. It's, it's crazy. Too hard. It's but, too uh, hard. All right. We'll never so get that's there. that's that's one of my peeves. Just say like. Just say like. That's what I want to say. Fuck it, because that's my new hashtag. Anybody just say like. Just say like. Just and say like. Just say like. Hashtag. Just, just say it. like. Just say like. Right here. It's hashtag. All good. Just say like. If you're listeners of the On Mars pod and you've listened this long, hashtag just say like just and tag say like at Ma- MDRN Marcus. And Marcus. MD- <laughs> MDRN Harry. <laughs> <laughs> and Harry Mars underscore on Instagram and uh, post something on your story because yep. that shit is hilarious. We all probably say it and we don't realize it, but we all freaking say it yep. so but i just noticed because i've listened to myself a lot lately on pods on my it. own pods and trust realized me. how much i say the word like trust me i get it bro so fuck that fuck that so that's a small one but big one um but uh a big one that i've 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 had the feeling about for a long time but i've since detached myself from the personal effect of it anymore Mm -hmm. but it's the biggest pet peeve of all time of mine people chewing that's it how did you know (laughs) chewing in my ear every time yeah all right what is it no um so i uh i hate that art is taken for granted by a lot of people Yes. In the sense of um, basically just taking it for yourself and stealing it and just, you know, screenshots and repost without like tagging and stuff like that. Um, That alone is a big part of my big idea. Yes. The fact that that's like normal in our culture to just do. Is like it's cool, but it's a it's a problem for the for people sure. that created stuff. Yes. So, like on a personal level, I've got to a point. Well, I had got to a point, you know, when I met you, you uh-huh. know, eight years ago yeah, yeah. plus, 
uh, where people would take my stuff and then not tag, you tag me yeah. or credit me at any uh, of any kind or like, you know, just say that I was a part of anything. And that's something that's like uh, been something that's happened to me f- on a lot of stuff right. as a creator. For sure. And I think a lot of people can relate to that to a certain degree. For sure. Um, but. It's just one of my pet peeves, like that people do that stuff, and it's gotten crazier, especially in the year that we live in now. For sure. So, like, uh, there I go, fucking saying like, but the people that do it, it just almost seems as if it's fine to just not give credit, and that's the standard. And uh, I just, I wish that changed. And I feel for a lot of artists that like, uh, I see fighting for the shit. And I was that once that person. And anytime I've had to do it recently, it's been on a very like, <laughs> there we go. Yeah. Saying, or like hitting them up and just being like, like, yo, I can like, like, can you please just do this or whatever and just tag me in it or whatever. Right. But uh, I don't know. I I feel like I have to. That's one of the things that I need to personally disconnect from. And that was part of my New Year's resolution. It is and, just, and it isn't, right? It's like you got to put up a fight for yourself. Like if someone's like jacking you or whatever. But in terms of like feeling personally offended, yeah. I think both of those things can exist at the same exact time to where you don't feel personally offended, but you have the right to ask for the proper credit or the proper compensation for whatever it is. That's true, man. And I, I think that's, <clears throat> that's it where you have to be like understanding that this is your work and sure. you should be credited or compensated for that right but at the same time not taking personal offense to it because it's art that they loved and that's that's what i kind of try to resonate more with is they loved it so much that they wanted to share their fans exactly and so that's and sometimes they might not know like there's probably instances where it's like oh nothing no no harm no foul you know what i mean And there's some people who are just like people are going to think this is dope and i'm not going to credit and i know know exactly who i found it from or whatever but yeah i would say like not taking personal offense while at the same time like being willing to like fight for your art and fight for what you do yeah both those things can be true at the exact same time yeah it's it's all about like balancing that and being okay with it in your mind because that's my my biggest thing where i get caught up and overthink shit all the time for sure and that's uh part of being like an introvert kind of person you know where it's just like naturally i'm like introvert but like can be social and stuff like that but i you're going to the party tomorrow yeah i'm going to the party tomorrow bro do you have a printer here no damn it don't i need to find a printer tomorrow anyways go to fedex right cool they're closed on sundays oh they're closed yeah they gotta go staples it's all good though. They're not. They're not religious. No. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, but yeah. So like being an in- introvert kind of person, like I f- I feel like that naturally plays into to feeling that feeling of ah damn like getting used and shit like for that. for sure. 
Um, but that's my peeve, man. I, and and I feel for anybody that like, and this goes for media altogether. Right. Like when people even like steal posts, you know, we're like, you'll post something. And this is goes for the people that run meme accounts. The people that run Chill, meme, accounts, meme accounts and they'll post something funny as fuck. And then a bigger account will screenshot their shit and then post it on their page. Yep. I'm looking at you, fuck Jerry. Yep, fuck Jerry. Chill out. Chill out, dude. We're coming after you. Because you're part of the problem part is of the what problem. I'm saying. I'll beat your ass. Dude, <laughs> I don't know about all that. We're not trying to start problems physically, man. You know what I'm saying? Just think about the people that you yeah. once were. That's right. Fuck Jerry. And we'll beat your ass. <laughs> <laughs> Love it. But uh that's uh that's that's peeves, man, uh for this episode. Um and to close out, man, I wanted to give one last thing. Recommendations. I want to start doing Rex because there's a podcast I've been recently listening to, and I guess this can be one of my first Rex. We might be drunk with Mark Norman and Sam Morrill, both com- comics in New York. And they're working material out constantly. They're doing specials. They got specials on Netflix. They got specials on these these streamers. Yeah, they're killer guys on the scene. But they started a podcast together, and they basically just chop it up like this. And they 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 give each other bits. They give each other just stories. They talk about news, and then they do this where they give wrecks. They do this thing. They even talk about the peeves. I don't know if I said that. Yeah. But uh, peeves and recommendations are straight from We Might Be Drunk. Got it. Because I think that's such a cool concept to just like talk For about sure. that just been bothering you. And then also things that that have been inspiring you. Sure. It's almost like the, uh, the, the, the yin and the yang. Yeah. You know, what's annoying you, but also what's bringing you life. Yeah. So I, I want to start doing that. For so sure. um, recommendations. First off, do you, you said you had an artist. Oh, yeah, for sure. His name's Love Russell. He's a rapper. I think he's from Northern California. He's unbelievable. Um, I think he's got an unbelievable message. Everything he posts has been, yeah, that guy, Love Russell. He's unreal, dude. He does all these like shows. He's just like the independent king. Like everyone looks at Russ like he's the independent king. I think La Russell is honestly the independent king. Everything he does, he does all these shows in his own backyard uh, at the Pergola. But it's all about being independent, doing it your own way. His message is unreal. He just like, yeah, he doesn't fuck around. He's he's the real deal, but his music is hard as fuck. And then he does like all these like little private shows where it's like he pulls a real like violinist behind him and a piano player and backup singers and shit like that. Play, um, keep going down. I mean, all of these are good. And then a lot of it's just like inspiring shit. Like go up, go up, go up, go up, keep, keep swinging. That's actually just him just inspiring real quick. But that shit's crazy, bro. It's so hard, bro. Yeah. Super hard. And it's all so simple, right? Like none of his rhyme schemes or flows are like complex at all. Yeah. It's just like dope ass bars over and over. Mixed, in a, mixed on a dope ass beat. Yeah, 100%. So, and I want to point something out here. Look at this. 
You see that? Yeah, he he's, you he see that. He's quick to credit this everybody. Is, this is cool. This is exactly he, what I mean. He would never when I say ever, people ever. that don't do that. You're bugging. You're he, bugging. He would never ever ever. That's what I'm saying. Like he's got this the most integrity out of any rapper that I've seen, other than maybe Russ. Like I said, but he's unbelievable. Backyard shows real musician shit he'll he'll take a beat like that and like put a violinist on it and all of a sudden it's like the acoustic version he's unbelievable his message is crazy he gives the fans the opportunity to like own parts of his song like real ass ownership so yeah i really fuck with him a lot a lot a lot a lot a lot a lot it seems like he's uh he just does it because he loves it for sure. And I think I mean, that's the biggest the shit. Thing. Yeah, yeah. He'll he, do some shit in some like Lightning McQueen Disney Crocs. You know Fuck, what I mean? Yeah, Not dude. worried about nothing. Yeah, he's doing it in Crocs and camo. Right that's what here, I'm saying. So, yeah, With dude. the bunny ear beanie, like, dude, yeah, he's, for sure, dude. With he the Donnie Darko on. That's what I'm saying. He does not give a fuck. He's a uh, he's a bad motherfucker. So that's Yo, that's who's Russell. been inspiring me right now. This very second, everything he gonna does. Gonna add it. I'm gonna add his it to most my recent stuff. album is crazy, and the one before that was all like live instruments and shit, but it was mm. cold, soulful, super cold. Fuck yeah, I. uh... I love that I'm adding it to my stuff for sure. I yeah, I fuck with anybody that's pushing for just doing it yourself. That's I feel him. like that's that's the model we've always lived. So we gotta push that shit. Yeah. But um so the recommendation that I got, bro, is I've been watching a lot of movies lately in almost like a research mind mentality. Right. Almost Taking certain uh, certain people that I, I fuck with. I'm going to close that here so it's not moving. But um, there's certain people that I want to research, like directors, For sure. producers, and writers, and people that what movies did, did they have a part in, kind of going into their discography For sure. in a way. So recently I've been on some Martin Scorsese. And... Martin Scorsese obviously is one of the most legendary film producers and directors of all time. I recently watched The Wolf of Wall Street in the when I was first realizing I should deep dive. Right. And because I've seen that one before, but then I watched it from a research point of view sure. versus just entertainment, entertainment point of view. Right. But at the same time, it's obviously entertaining because that's such, such a funny movie. And sure. I recently actually saw a uh, um, a a post about uh, like one year ago, or not one year ago, but like 10 years ago, I think it what, it, what it was when that movie came out. Almost. Damn, already? Something like that. It was like a, there was a reunion or whatever, like came out this time so many years ago. So, But anyways, um, that was one of his best films of all time, sure. in my opinion, for sure. But I went back and watched The Departed for the first time. Have you seen it? I believe I have, yes. So this movie has... Can you... Yes, I will look it up. Has Alec Baldwin, Mark Wahlberg, uh, Leonardo DiCaprio. Jack Nicholson. Yeah, that's the main fucking guy. So Jack Nicholson, Leonardo DiCaprio, Matt Damon, Mark Wahlberg. Damn, it's got 91% on Rotten Tomatoes. Dude, Dang. it's one of the best movies of all time. Shit's hard. And have if you if you haven't seen it, if you're listening to this, 
go watch it. Um, it's it's insane, and the writing is incredible. The dialogue is insane. the The scene making is just top notch, and everybody is so good in it. Everybody in that acts in it is so good. Oh yeah, and uh, they all went on to become you know. Even legends. more legends because this was 2006, which is relatively early. Right. So it was all on film and it was just done so well. I so see that. I think departed. Nicole's seen it. I might have even seen it. I'm going to have to check, but if Dude, I haven't seen it, I'm going to go watch it. Definitely watch this. It's, uh, yeah, it's the main characters are Leonardo Leo. DiCaprio and Jack Nicholson. Those that's are the handsome, main that's guys. That's a handsome cast right there. Dude, no, they're a great. bunch of boys. They're great, dude. A bunch of great actors and uh, great writing and just top notch, man. Just top of the class. Um, so I recommend La Russell. You recommend The Departed. Yes. That's, that's how the it Rex. goes. All that's right. The Rex. That's The Rex for the week. Yes. Let me check where we're at real quick. I want to look up a couple things <laughs> and just rifle these off because this was a funny. So this is the last, very last segment I forgot to add, but I want to do it real quick. Let's do it. So we got five minutes. We got the timer on right now. And um, it's basically Instagram. <laughs> Instagram shit. I'm going to start a new recording here. That I found. And it's so fucking funny. <laughs> or uh, we got to just, you know, check these things out. So this is crazy. 2024 is already off to a freaky start. Look at this, Whoa, bro. What the fuck? Oh, my goodness. The fucking air mattress on. <laughs> she's got the air maxes on? She's, she's on the air mattress. Who is this artist? Dude, I have no idea. I don't even know. It, it seems like people are there. There's Air a mattress people, on the stage is crazy. Dude, oh yeah, and that's the, the and comments. that's the thing, bro. I that is crazy, but I've seen it before. Two years ago at the Mace Music Fest, I seen no, the air mattress nuts, on stage. Dude, I can't do that. That's crazy. All right, moving on. All right, shout out to these two. The shout out to the happy couple on that one. So this one. Oh, Pharrell shit. struggling to park his uh, new Tesla Cybertruck in. Miami's design district. Why are you dressed like that? Well, I mean, you know, he's a style icon, so well, you know, he's wear he's wearing some uh, Louis Vuitton sneakers, probably. He's the he's the main head designer of uh, Louis. But anyways, so um, I think this is funny. The reason why I said this is because that shit is so fucking big that I didn't realize it was Doesn't so it park large. Itself? That's what I'm saying. He probably paid a, a pretty penny for that shit. That shit should park itself. He probably doesn't know how to use the self-park feature is what's maybe, going on right maybe there. Maybe what's going on there. It's pretty new, so maybe he's still figuring it out. But I thought oh, it was just funny because... kind of crazy. Oh, shit. I, I, didn't, I, I don't, don't know if I'd like crazy. But yeah, I mean, it is like I get cool. fashion, but like you're gonna tell me he's the best dressed. No, he's not the best dressed, so but he's got a style. Is, what is it? I mean, I, what do you mean? I think it's I think I don't know. I don't know if that's that that bad. What's bad? What's too bad about it? I think it's casual. That's like some Britney Spears 1990s jeans. I think he's ahead of his time. I think he's ahead of his time because I really I do know. feel like this is. I think this is the style, like bell bottom style. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think this is the style that's uh that's definitely coming back. And I don't yeah. I don't think it should be slept on. 
I'm not. I'm just gonna well, be on the record and say that I don't think it should be slept on. Well, you know what? He 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 gets it more than me. So <laughs> yeah, no, I think it's definitely a fit. It, I, but uh, he's that picture. Eating? That picture is crazy. You but like, he's eating in this picture. I wouldn't say he's eating in this picture. He's not eating in that picture. I would say he's like you know just just the outfit in general. And I love Pharrell. I think it's like it's not bad. It's not crazy. But I think this is like a going I, out to the no, store. He, he kind of looks like out. Jada Pinkett Smith in this picture. I'll be completely honest it's with you. It's just because kinda... of his facial expression. And it's funny because you know he was making that shit because someone probably had to get in that bitch and park it for him. And he's just like, you know, like, yeah, fuck, I like, guess. I don't know how to do this shit. So yeah. just like he's laughing right here. Like, yo, you guys are all here with these so cameras. From this point and up, just, he looks fresh. He looks fresh there. Yeah, but they're like, he's fresh, dude. Like, I mean, let's set the record straight. Pharrell cool. is a fresh-ass dude. Oh, for sure. So he is a trendsetter, always been a trendsetter, so I don't think that's ever going to change. Honestly, I think it that guy's the like, shredder. That, that guy's in a better fit than him. You're funny, bro. I think... Do so you see the pants on that fool? <laughs> Come on, no, this guy's it not almost looks around. like Pharrell Actually, hit that Actually, that ballet dude. guy or whatever, he's, he's back there just fly. Damn it. We got to wrap up. All right. Cool. It's all good. All right. Fucking. I had a couple other ones that were funny as fuck. Ah, man. I'll put them in post. But, uh, oh, that one was just a good one. The Kmart ad. Oh, that's Wolf of Wall Street. All right. Well, it's all good. We're all good. (laughs) This has (laughs) been a special episode. (laughs) If I run out of tape on Marcus's, we still got a little bit of uh, stuff on here on this camera. But. Go follow Marcus at Modern Marcus on Instagram, MDRN Marcus. Go follow yep. this modern. Follow yep. at Harry Mars. Yep. Follow on Mars yep. Pod. Love you so much. Yep. We will see you guys next week. Love you guys. Peace. Peace. Happy 2024, bitches. Hey guys, thank you so much for tuning in and watching this episode of the On Mars Pod and for sticking around to the end, man. I really appreciate you guys. You are the real Martians. Like this video, comment below what your favorite part was, what was most inspiring to you. Subscribe to the channel, hit that bell for notifications here on future interviews coming out soon. And also follow us on Instagram at On Mars Pod. Love you guys so much. We will see you next time on Mars. <laughs> What a fun time that was. <laughs> There's a that friends with and he's he will What does that mean? Which means that he won't mm. to where you don't have to Dude